Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Big Sills National Football Show. Welcome aboard on this championship Monday. A lot of takeaways from both conference title games. A lot of takeaways. A lot of takeaways. Um, I first want to start out by saying this. You're going to get my professional observation on what I saw in the NFC Championship game. And later on, we'll do the AFC Championship game. But I'm going to give you what I saw in this game. Storylines were everywhere in Philadelphia on Sunday. I'm going to say this to you right out of the gate. You know, I listened to a ton of shows today and watched a ton of shows. I watched a completely different ball game than the majority of the people that were on radio or doing shows today. I watched a completely different ball game. I don't know how anybody can honestly sit there and tell somebody that the Eagles dominated the 49ers. If you take that 30-yard gift away from the referees, the 49ers held the Eagle offense at 239 yards in total offense. That's not dominating. They completely shut your passing game down. 100% shut your passing game down. I mean, it wasn't like you blew that team out. Turnovers, there were three of them for San Francisco. But here at the end of the day, the guy who won that game for Philly is Hassan Reddick, and I couldn't have been more wrong about a football player than in Hassan Reddick. He is a human bullet. I'm wrong, 100%. What a dynamic force. You know, I don't think I've seen anybody that disruptive, that small on the perimeter. Uh, James Harrison's not a small guy, but man, he was absolutely incredible on the perimeter, and he won that game. The Eagle offense was awful. Jalen Hurts was awful in the game. Like I said, the 30-yard gift he throws for 93 yards, he was somewhat effective in the run game. I actually think he's hurt still. I mean, you 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 beat Josh Johnson and Christian McCaffrey at quarterback for San Francisco. Albeit, that's not the that's not the Eagles' problem. San Francisco was in a physical game with a physical defense that absolutely showed up. Eagle defense, I thought was great. C.J. Gardner and Bradbury, it is essential that you re-sign those players. Essential. They are spectacular along with Redick. Um, just spectacular. I thought Sanders ran hard. Reddick was completely amazing. And on top of that, Javon Hardgrave was great. 
Javon Hardgrave was absolutely awesome. Hey, um, Tone, can you do me a favor? I missed the super chat. Can you please put it up here for me? I want to make sure that I get the first super chat I missed. Um, it's something about teams opposing fans coming to town and putting their gear on. Rocky, ever time, Rocky, every time we see the results. Give me the second one there, please. I missed it. I want to make sure we get to everybody, especially since you spend the money. Congrats, Dan, on being given the privilege of covering a Super Bowl team all season. You're right. May 10th, if you go back at Jacob Sports and you go back to my show, Anton, I predicted it May 10th. May 10th. Show me anyone else in the Philadelphia area. Show me anyone else nationally that said the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl. I said it. To be fair, you were only dead wrong for the first month. You did start acknowledging Reddick playing well. I, as soon as they got Sue and Joseph, it really started turning around. Um, Boza had two uh, tackles for losses, almost got a safety on lane. Like I said, the Philadelphia offense was brutal in that football game. They were brutal. Got the numbers to back it up. Nobody over 100 yards in anything. Quarterback was 122. Hertz ran for 42 yards. Didn't even have 200 yards of total offense. You didn't have to do anything. Let's go to the numbers. Let's take a look at what actually happened in the game. The Eagle defense held the 49ers to 45, point, 45 plays. You're winning. I told you. And just to prove a point, the Eagles, who were fourth in the NFL on third down, were held to 5 of 15. 49ers did a fantastic job against the Eagles' offense. I don't know what bullshit people are telling you. That offense was stymied. 269 yards in total offense. Okay? The 30-yard gift means that you had 239 yards of total offense. You think you dominated San Francisco's defense? Where? You had 148 yards rushing. Okay, that number, you want to see it around 125. But this thing came down to the Eagle defense playing physical, knocking quarterbacks out. Had nothing to do with that offense. That offense was terrible. It was the worst offensive game they played all year. Now, at the other end of the spectrum of this, hey, this is what makes them the most complete roster in the NFL. We said that since May, that this was going to be the key component to the Eagles making it to Glendale. Man, I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys, I thought you were the deepest, and it showed Sunday. You didn't have to have a great performance from anybody. There wasn't one star on offense except Kelsey, Sayamalo, and Landon Dickerson. I will say this to you. Kelsey and Dickerson and Isaac Sayamalo in the second half were absolutely sensational. Jason Kelsey, is he really going to retire? Is he really? He destroyed, along with those two guards, the triangle. San Francisco, playing as many plays as they did, they were crushed in the second half. Those three guys, Hassan Reddick, they won the game. The rest of the guys, I mean, Hertz is averaging 138 yards in passing yards. 
in his two playoff games. I mean, it, it, that's okay because you know why? At the end of the day, you take a look. They didn't have to do anything spectacular. That offense was terrible. I don't know where people are thinking 269. And again, take the gift out of the building. It's 239 in total offense. They didn't even have 250 yards in total offense. You know why most people today in the media can't go over what a great performance it was? And single out players? You know why nobody in radio in Philly can't? Because nobody did. Not one receiver had a decent game. Not one run. Well, Sanders did. Sanders did. And, I mean, quite frankly, the 49ers had 164 yards of total offense. Like I said, you take the gift away, you had 239. They almost outgained you with Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. Don't get ahead of yourselves here and start looking at something that's not there. That is not true what happened in that game on Sunday. Absolutely not true. I mean, look at, look at, Tone says the Eagles are playing old school 90s football. You mean 40s football. I mean, dude, Jalen would have thrown for 93 yards if they had done the right thing and overturned that catch by Smith. Would have thrown for 93 yards. Give me a break. Look at the numbers here. Third down. Eagles held the 5 of 15. They held the 49ers. Josh Johnson and um, Christian McCaffrey, the 2 of 8, 18. Total yards, 269 to 164. There's not even 400 yards in this game. Rushing yards, 148 to 81. Passing yards, 121 to 83. I think I'm looking at a 1945 championship game here. Turnovers, Niners three. Time of possession, 37-26 to 22-34. Hey, put up that super chat again if you can for me. Um, Tone, please, thank you. Eagles knocking out their quarterbacks is just another testament. T-Car, that's a fair statement. That's a, right, T-Car. That's that's true. Hey, the physicality of the Eagle defense won that game. That unit won that game on Sunday. I thought they were great. Hardgrave was great. Fletcher played great. I thought they played com- I thought the Eagle defense was absolutely great in that football game. I thought the offense stunk out loud. Stunk. Not a player not a player on that unit played well. The, the offensive line, okay, played well, but not not spectacular. Your passing game was completely shut down. Hey, um, mask, I've got it. I'm sure it's a shit comment, but mask, mask, please put mask is up there. Dual threat made it to the Super Bowl. Time to give Hertz his respect. He's losing the Super Bowl. They'll never beat a double. They'll never beat an Andy Reid team with 93 yards passing. Hassan got off the bus. I'll say so, man. I'll say so. Absolutely. Dude, Hassan Reddick has been the best pass rusher in the NFL this year. Man, he's been a factor in the postseason. He's the MVP so far in the postseason. Dude, that guy may win the Super Bowl MVP. He is. He's he's killing it. I couldn't have been more wrong about a guy. 
Yeah, you go ahead and pay a quarterback $50 million who's averaging 138 yards in the postseason that played like shit in the NFC title game. Have at it. Have at it. I have no interest in paying that guy $50 million. Zero. Zero. Not when I can lose C.J. Gardner or potentially Bradbury or Sanders or whomever with all the 16 free agents. No, thank you. You go right ahead. I... That's you guys' take. We're going to agree to disagree. Not me on that. I have no interest in doing any of that. Guy throws 138 yards. Not happening. Okay? Um, I would say, I would say how was how Kansas City's D-line? I thought they were spectacular in the AFC title game. I thought they were spectacular. That kid, Chris Jones, is the best DT in the game. He, he was a force. Okay? Hurts, MVP? Really? In the postseason, he's played like shit. He has not played well. I don't care what anybody says. 154 yards and really 93. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Honest to God. He had 120 here. Let me let me add it up for you. The 30, the 30 yard completion to Smith should have been challenged. Even Smith knew it. He went through for 93 yards in the game. Come on, man. They didn't have to do anything offensively. Don't turn the ball over. Okay? And wear him out. And they did. That was the game. Okay? Dude, that's a tone great one. The only thing missing in this game was the leather helmets. I mean, <laughs> I'm watching Kristen McCaffrey play quarterback for the 49ers. That's a testament to the Eagles. Okay? It's a testament to the Eagle defense. Absolutely. Testament to the Eagle defense. They were fantastic. The front seven was great. And I'll tell you this, like I said, Hassan Reddick, I even tweeted out at Dan Cilio's show, once Purdy went out, the game was over. Go back on my timeline. I tweeted out, once Purdy was out, the game was over. The game was over. There was no chance for them to win. And they made it competitive. I mean, you held the Eagle legendary offense to 269 yards in total offense. And like I said, really 239. Wasn't like you dominated this team. The turnovers destroyed them in the penalties. Facts. And by the way, what did I say? Run at Boza. That's what they did. You said it yourself, Sills. He still hurts. Hey, I'm just saying, man. They were terrible, the offense. I mean, if you look at the numbers, nobody had a good game. Who? Jalen Hurts was 60% in completion percentage. He had a 72 quarterback rating. Where are we going there? And you beat a guy who had a 14 quarterback rating. Because he had, he had been simulating Hurts all week. Temper yourself. Now, again, this Super Bowl appearance was built in the offseason by Howie. Okay? Offense scored 31 points. <laughs> you missed the whole thing, dude. Yeah, because they got the ball in the red zone almost every single time. You missed it. 
You missed the entire thing I just said. Where was this big domination? 269 yards? You had no passing game. They completely, the 49ers completely shut your passing game down. Completely. If you couldn't, again, this is what makes Philly a very difficult team to defend. We've been saying this all year. When what, something doesn't work, and traditionally all year, both have worked. I think Hurts is hurt. JT goes no passing game. Yeah, 93 yards passing is not a passing game in an NFC title game. Yes, zero passing game. 154 yards in game one and 122 in the second game is not a passing offense. Okay. Time of possession, that's a result, not of passing the ball, of running it. You're a running team. You have a running quarterback. The only way Jalen Hurts was effective in this football game, in the NFC title game, thank God, yes, was because he could run, not because he could throw. He was terrible. Hurts had a terrible NFC title game. That's not one you write home about. 15 to 25, 121, no touchdowns, no picks, 70 quarterback rating, 60% completion percentage. Traditionally doesn't beat good teams. But when the good team loses their quarterback because of the great defense of Philly, the depth of the roster again. Sorry, guys. That's how I saw it. Philly's depth won that game. And their defense and Hassan Reddick. That's what won that game. That offense, that was their worst outing of the entire season. I care what you say. What? Who played well? How about we do this? What guy on offense do you think played well? What what guy played well? Name me one guy that played well on the – hey, Tone, one guy, a skilled guy, a skilled guy that played well on offense for Philly. And if you could – who played well? A skilled guy, not an old lineman. Who played well? Sanders, okay? Sanders? Okay, Sanders, stats, Philadelphia, 49ers, NFC Championship game. Sanders, Smith did not play well. How can you play well when you have 122 yards of passing offense? Give me a break, man. Smith did not play well. Let's see. Philly. Well, the quarterback was terrible. You know who played well? Gainwell. Gainwell's played really well. He's been a really good, really good factor. Way to go, Tone. I said skilled guy, RJ. Skilled. Not in the O-line. Skilled. Brown had 28 yards. Smith would have had six yards. If the NFL officials had done their job, Goddard at 23, nobody played well. Not one, including the quarterback who probably played the worst of them all. You know me, Sills, but I have to agree with you on offense. Hopefully Hurts is a Maniac, I think he's hurt. Maniac, he was overthrowing everyone. He had guys wide open that, like, 
even when he was hurt, Maniac, in the Chicago game, he was still just dropping those in the bucket, you know? He was dropping those in the bucket. And I was like, damn, this guy's getting more accurate. I think he's hurt. Jalen Hurts is not going to get worse as a passer unless he's hurt. Dude, I think he's hurt. I think he's leading on. I don't think he's leading on as much as he's hurt. Look, I think he could take, and I think he took off running because they needed it to close the team out and put that team to sleep. But I, I think he's hurt. Okay, I do. Now, these next two weeks, I think he's going to be able to try to get a little bit more healthier. But I, I think he's, listen, I am not telling you that Jalen Hurts is getting worse as a passer. And now, in any way, I think he's hurt. I do. I think what D Gunn said a couple weeks ago, that they're, they're, they're not leading on how bad it is. I think he is. They have the best defense in the NFL. You aren't always going to look great. Played ball control. Hey, I thought they I thought their defense was spectacular. I thought their defense was spectacular. The Eagles. Hassan Reddick, man. Wow. Human bullet. He's the best pass rusher that the Philadelphia Eagles have had since Reggie White. Man. Holy shit. Can he? I mean, dude, he's getting to the passer. He's wreaking havoc. I'm telling you, man. He is something. I couldn't have been more wrong about a dude. Man. Dude. Force. Okay. Elite. Tony even goes, the Niners defense is as advertised. I'm definitely saying that much. And you know what? I thought they wore him out in the second half. But how many times did Jalen not be able to get out wide or anybody else get out wide in the first half of that game before they wore him out? They couldn't get wide. They shut him down completely in the first half. I mean, seriously, think about it. The 49ers had no pass. I mean, the Eagles had no passing game. None. There was no passing game. Zero completely stuffed them and that was the weakest part of that team and by the end of the game the eagles with their talented o-line took control of the game wasn't the quarterback it was the o-line that took control and they beat them and and this is what i have been telling you and tone you've been hearing me the whole time that this football team's death was going to be a factor throughout the season and that nfc title game you saw it that you saw it. They were stuffed in the passing game. Stuffed. Dual threat? He was no dual threat in that game on Sunday. Jalen Hurts was terrible in the passing game. Terrible. Terrible. Okay? The running game won that thing. Was that the game the Eagles needed? Here, I'm going to say this to you. I'll say this to you. The Eagles have the better roster going into this Super Bowl than the Chiefs do. Okay? And they can beat you more ways. The Chiefs have no running game. And if you don't have a running game against Philly, you, you, you are going to be in some trouble. You need a running game. That's the only way that Niner team st- stood in there. The tone was set with Fred got that. Hey, CD, that's a great, that's a great observation. That's a great observation. When Sanders put that cutback on him and knocked him on his ass, CD, dude, the, the, the two tackles I was wrong about San Francisco, I thought they may be better than what the Eagle T tackles were. 
No way. Absolutely no way. No way were they better. Hard to pass when receivers getting help every play. I'm not sure what that mean means. Um, the penalties were 11 for San Francisco. Sills, the San Francisco D was ranked number one, right? Not number 31st, right? Does the San Francisco defense get any credit for a strong game? This was the number one D. Why are you expecting the offense? The offense didn't exploit the Niner defense. That's not a true statement. They, Like I said, you were held to, in theory, 239 yards in total offense. Sorry, man. I don't know, man. RB Pacheco is a speed or something. I, I just don't think they have enough physicality in the middle there to take down the, the Eagle defense. You need a running game. You need a running game against the Eagles. If you don't have a running game and you – how about this? You better have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback to beat Philly. You better. Travis Kelsey, too, that keeps you in the game. Those two guys keep you in the game because I don't think they have a good running game. I just do not. And I kind of was just jabbing you a little bit. I mean, uh, the Chiefs to beat the Eagles? I don't know. Sills, after they took the quarterback out, there was no need to pass on the 49ers. It was just run the clock out. But they didn't just run the clock out. I mean, and, and get this. Why wouldn't Kyle Shanahan take a knee going into halftime when you have a quarterback you just put in and he drops it? It would have been 14-7. That's a Kyle Shanahan fuck up. Why wouldn't you take a knee and regroup, especially after that 17-yard completion across the middle? Here's a prime example of Kyle Shanahan thinking that he's going to make magic out of a fourth-team guy in an NFC title game. Why wouldn't you take a knee after that, after that completion? Instead, he puts the ball on the ground, the Eagles get the ball back, and they go down the score. Unbelievable. Why would you? You just lost your quarterback. You put Josh Johnson in. I thought that was a coaching error. Get into halftime. You're down 14-7. Shit, if you would have told me that after you lost Brock Purdy and you're at halftime 14-7, I would have said you're going to win the thing. Instead, Kyle Shanahan pulls a Kyle Shanahan. Dude. Yeah, well, T. Will, your quarterback played like shit. I wouldn't be tooting about Purdy getting hurt. Your quarterback was terrible. Terrible. Um, dude, what in the world was Kyle Shanahan thinking there? It just made no sense. Kyle got the quarterback hurt trying to block Hassan with the tight end. Another great take by you, CD. Dude. Man, you've got to chip guys like him. You've got to chip dudes like Hassan Reddick. He's a smaller guy. Do you think Reddick can get to Mahomes this game? I do. I don't think Orlando Brown is who he says he is. Okay? Orlando Brown want, Orlando Brown's best days are behind him. Sirianni wouldn't even have done that. Maniac. I'm saying this to you guys right here. Orlando Brown's not that good. I'm sorry. 
Mahomes makes him better because he moves around. Mahomes does shit I've never seen a quarterback do. He's a magician back there. Still, they don't have the roster that the Eagles have. They just don't. You can line up every unit, wide receivers, line, D-line, linebackers. Well, they got, again, they've got Chris Jones, but then who else? Their secondary is okay. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't, I, don't, I don't see where Kansas City, outside the quarterback, and coaching, that's better. Seals, do you think Hurts will win the Super Bowl before? Uh, no. I think I, – I, listen, GT, Eagles should win this. The Eagles should win the Super Bowl. Okay? Um, hey, I missed, I missed the last Super Chat. If you could please put that up there for me. I, I don't want to miss anybody especially when they pay some money. Um, the second one, uh, Tone, Jalen was great, just exactly what we needed. He sucked. Not true. Don't tell yourself a lie. I'm here to tell you the truth. He was terrible. Okay? He was terrible. The Eagle defense won that game. And the interior of their old line and their running attack won that game. Nothing to do with passing. Zero. Nothing. And, again, pretty hard to play an NFC title game without a quarterback. That is a testament to the Eagle defense taking him out. Hey, just because you don't have a quarterback, that's not the Eagles' problem. They played a physical game with you on that side of the ball, and they took you out. It was two physical defenses. You did not dominate the 49er defense. You know, you can hide it with with the 31 points for sure. But at the end of the day... It was turnovers, and they – I mean, they held your offense to 239 yards in total offense. Wasn't like you blew anybody's doors off. Don't lie like that. Don't lie like that. It's not true. You think 239 yards in total offense, actual 239 yards in total offense is a blowout of a team. I don't know what you're looking at, especially when you were 5-15 of on third down. I don't know what you're looking at. Okay? Howie, I'm not just looking at the stats. I'm looking at actually what happened in the game. There wasn't a lot of offense by the Philadelphia Eagles in that game. Where? Where? Miles Sanders probably played. Well, of course, because that's what you do. Okay? The defense was the two. I'll tell you this, too. Fletcher played great. You know, Fletcher Cox may not be the same guy. And he's surely not a 14-4 guy, but he is – he's playing better since they got them other two guys. Remember we said he played better? Hey, um, Tone, I'm sorry. They're going fast. I missed the first Super Chat. I want to make sure I get it. Sills, you said yourself, whoever established the run was going to win. And that's what happened. I missed the first one. Yeah. Um, I missed, I, I missed one of those. I want to make sure I get it up there. Because these guys pay, and I, I promised them I would always do that. Yeah, I, I missed one of those super chats there, um, uh, Tone. Defense wins championships? That's a fact. So the dual-threat quarterback who's least accomplished going into the postseason is now on the last lap. Yeah, I said they'd make it. I didn't say anything about passing. I said overall he was great, exactly what we needed him. Okay, we agree to disagree. He was a non-factor in that game. Um, 
I shouldn't say that about the Eagles not winning it. I shouldn't say that because I, I don't. I, Mahomes is going to have to play special, I think, to beat the Eagles. Okay. Where was Boza? He had two tackles for losses, almost sacked the quarterback for a safety. Where was Hurts? Guy played his worst game of the year. He was terrible. He was terrible. He didn't play well. The Eagle defense was running around like their hair was on fire. They were great. I mean, dude. Yeah, I, I got you. I, I tone. It's all good, man. Thank you. Um, who cares? We beat them 31 to seven and we're in the Super Bowl. This is weak as hell. Well, that's your opinion. Thank you for your opinion, though. Um, I really, I, I, the, the Shanahan tried to keep it together, but he couldn't. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts was a non factor. 93 yards passing. Oh, what is this? Bob Greasy? Earl Morrill? What, what, what are we in the 70s? <laughs> he was terrible. Actually, he's been below average in the postseason. He's not been good. <laughs> Running out of what excuses? You think 93 passing yards and what was it? 42 running yards is a great game. 60% completion percentage. You think Jalen played what? Look at, look at, hey, Tone, look at how many liars we have in here trying to convince people that Jalen Hurts played great on Sunday. I really don't have to. I really don't have to debate this. Sills, how much offense did they need to? No, they needed three turnovers to do that. And that's what they got. They had short fields every single time. And they ran the ball. They didn't really throw the ball. Nobody had anything. Okay. And again, this goes back to what I said. I I knew this was going to go down this way. You guys don't like hearing the truth. That's how that game was played out. That game was played out exactly what I just stated and how I laid it out for you. It wasn't a non-factor. His RPO reads, froze the linebackers. That's a fact. How many times did he freeze um, Did he freeze Fred Warner in that, in that RPO? He did. He did. That's a really good back. You, you've had to have played ball to see that. That's exactly – he did do that. Warner was late on his reads. You turned a 4-5 linebacker into a 4-8 linebacker when you do that, and he was late on his tackles. So that is a factor. He, he, he did a nice job at keeping Fred a little bit confused, and then those three guys in the middle blowing them tackles off the ball, that was the game offensively, nothing more. You shouldn't make any more of it because that's not exactly how that played out. Um. Well, no, Des, statistically he was a non-factor. But running those RPOs like that, he's right. If 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 because I watched the 22 already. He was terrible. Kyle Shanning had two major F-ups. So he was a factor on that part, yeah. Statistically non-factor. Um 
I, w- I would say this, Shanahan, again, two major coaching blunders. I get it. He lose- lost his quarterback. Bro, take a knee. Get in the locker room. And then putting a tight end on Reddick. Come on, man. You had to see he was picking up steam. You had to see that. It was very, very poor decisions. You needed to play a perfect game after Purdy went out. Okay? Sales, all I care about today is trolling Niner fans across the world. Jalen looks rough to deep balls. They, hey, they, that was a team win. That's all I'm saying. Just shows you how good the roster is. When, you're, when your offense plays like shit and your defense gives you the ball in enemy territory, that was totally the game. Fantastic job on their defense. A defense led by Hassan Reddick was a force. Three turnovers in the game, absolutely. Knock two quarterbacks out, you can't get any better than that. But to sit there and tell me that the Eagle offense, there's not one player that dominated anybody statistically from the offense on a skilled set when it came to Philly. Quarterback stunk. Receivers were below average. Tight end didn't even become a factor. Nobody. Sanders was. And Gainwell. Sanders and Gainwell. Um... Offense didn't play like shit. They weren't great, but they weren't. Yes, they were. 239 in total offense. You think it's a good game? 239 total yards. You think it's a good game? Now, I'll say this to you. I don't think that the Eagles are going to play a 49er defense when they when they take on the Bengals. I do not. I They are not going to do that. Okay, that Kansas City defense showed up and played very well, but I don't think Kansas City has, again, the running attack. I just don't think they have the running attack to hang with Philly. The Philadelphia defense, man, dare I say this? You guys think this defense is better than Gang Green with Reggie? You think this is defense is better than the gang green defense? Fly, I, I don't think Kansas City has – I think Chris Jones is great. Okay? I think Chris Jones is great. But I don't know if they got anything else. No? No? Technically, Brian? Man. Dude, you got almost 80 sacks. That's fucking iconic. That's iconic. Not good. Okay? Not good. That's iconic. 90 sacks is is unheard of. It's like a college defense when you put those stats up. Man. Dude, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to keep repeating it. I couldn't have been more wrong about a player in Reddick, man. Dude, he. What were Arizona and Carolina thinking? And in the first seven games, he stunk. 
all of a sudden he picks and he, he's been on a tear. And by the way, I don't think it's a fluke. This is the third straight year now he's double digits. And now he's had an amazing post. I think he's got three and a half sacks in the postseason. <sighs> Dude, he's been he's been the best player the Eagles have had in the postseason so far. He has been the best player. And I don't think it's even close. Okay? I don't think it's close. Sydney goes a few more sacks coming. I don't know how Kansas City blocks that front. I don't know how they block that front. I really don't. I don't know how. Okay? Sills, I think you lit a fire on him. Dude, he was special. He's special. He's, he's been special. He really... See, I'll always give kudos when a guy makes me wrong. He totally has. See? Yes. Yes. I'm wrong. Unbelievable. Um, um, Mint goes, Mahomes is elusive. How elusive would a bad wheel? You know? How elusive would a bad wheel? 19 and a half sacks in 19 games played this season. Dude, is that's Reggie White stuff. Dude, this guy is playing like Terrell Suggs and shit when he was on the Ravens. He's really, he's really special, man. Hey, Eric, I'm going to say it one more time, and I know some of you hear me, some of you don't. and Some of you don't want to hear me. That's fine. I don't. Not debating with people who don't follow what I say. I think Hurts is hurt because you can't go from what that guy did. And Tony, you agree? You can't go from what that guy was doing all season long, and when he comes back after being hurt, he don't look at all like the same. That's not Jalen Hurts pre-Chicago. That's not. That is not Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts looks nothing like pre-Chicago, nothing, nothing remotely close to it. His decision-making, okay, his decision-making still the same, but he can't make the plays. How many overthrows did he have? Five, six? Okay, I hope he gets it. Hey, I'd like to see Jalen at his best in the Super Bowl, and that would have to be healthy. Would you say HR7 was a bigger acquisition than AJ? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Hassan Reddick is Howie Roseman's greatest free agent um, pickup in the history of his career. No question about it. And Howie Roseman's tenure as the general manager of the team, he's never had a better free agent than Hassan Reddick, ever. He's the greatest free agent they have ever put on that field under his time. No one has been better. The impact that he has had, and by the way, um, if he's able to come anything near this next year, he'll be in line for the Defensive Player of the Year award. Hurts' movement in the pocket indecisiveness reminded me a lot of last year's Tampa game. They knew what his weakness is and needs to overcome it. Um, Sombra, I, I would say he's hurt, though, because he was getting better passing the ball each and every single week. I mean, there were throws even in the Chicago game when he was injured. He was making really good throws. 
He was terrible Sunday. So I'm I I'm not saying watch this. I'm not saying Jalen is a terrible quarterback. I think you're misunderstanding me. I want to make sure that lands correctly. I think he's hurt. And I think it's affecting his passing game because he's not the same guy. He overthrows, underthrows. Um, honestly, outside the 30-yard gift, he throws for 93 yards in the game. So it would go like this. Well, they didn't need to do anything. Well, it was still 14-7 all the way until like two minutes left in the third. You didn't think he wanted to get any passing game going when you knew that the weakness of the 49ers was in the secondary? I disagree with that philosophy, and you're just making excuses for why he played poorly. Okay? Um, let's see here. I agree that it hurts his... I agree that Hurts kind of lost his touch. I think a little. And I think that's got something to do with the injury and him rehabbing. There's no way he's 100%. There's just no way. Then again, Mahomes isn't 100%. Just shows you right now, all these guys are fighting through this shit. Okay? By the way, I'm not arguing with you over your 31 points. You did not dominate the 49er defense with 239 yards of total offense. End of story, dude. Who on the offense dominated? What offensive player that you saw statistically dominated? Show me one. I mean, Sanders had 48 yards rushing. That's your guy? Okay. Case closed. Gainwell was, Gainwell has been a really good addition. He has. Mint, I'll say it again, skilled receivers, tight end, Quarterback, running back. That's skilled. <laughs> Daniel Gosilio doesn't know ball at all. No, but you thought they dominated. Five of 15 on third down. You dominated them when you went five of 15 on third down and 239 yards of total offense. Oh, yeah, with the gift from the refs, 269. Really, under 270 yards of total offense, you thought you dominated them. Well, I'm not debating that with an idiot. How do you feel how the coaches handled the game, Sills? Great question, Tone. Gannon was great. Gannon was great. When they saw they had issues with the quarterback on San Francisco's side, they came after him. And they didn't do anything stupid, crazy. But I'm going to say this one more time to you. Guys. You got to resign CJ. You got to resign Bradbury. If that means getting rid of Slay and drafting a corner, I'm doing it. You got to keep those two guys are 26, 27 years of age. You got to keep them dudes. CJ Gardner Johnson is a great football player. How the Saints dumped that dude. There's something seriously wrong with the Saints letting that guy out of the building. What were you thinking? And he makes $836,000. He is a general manager's dream. Dude, he was, he was every, he was, he was the second best player on the field for the Eagles yesterday. I thought Bradbury, man, dude, that guy's not going to make $10 million. Both those guys are gone. Unless Howie comes up with 17 apiece, you ain't keeping both them guys. And with the cap only going up 16 million bucks, you ain't keeping that team intact. Not remotely close, especially if you're going to start paying the quarterback. 
This is a one-year wonder, man. Okay? Guys are going to want to get paid. Nothing that Howie did. Good for him, man. He went out, got guys, put the right, and he got the right guys. He got the right guys. I've never seen more free agents pan out in my life than in Philadelphia in 2022-23 season. I've never seen anything like it. Raddick panned out. Bradbury panned out. Dude, do you remember, too? Think about this for a second. Am I right, Tone? Dude, they got, like, CJ, like, 10 days before the start of the season. They got him 10 days before the start of the season. And not only did he go out and be the co-interception guy in the NFL, but he's been a force. Dude, he is a He's a hell of a ball player. I think the players of the game, in my opinion, um, in that title game, I think the players of the game, uh, it was Redick. It was CJ. It was Bradbury. Dude, I think Hardgrave played exceptional ball. Javon Hardgrave may be the most underappreciated football player in the league. How that guy's not on the Pro Bowl roster is an absolute travesty. Dude, he was really good. He was really good on Sunday. I thought Jason Kelsey played his best ball game of the year. And I would also say this to you. I'd do everything in my power to beg him to come back. You can't play like that and retire. Dude, he's... Freaking great. Great. Sam Milo played his best ball game. Dickerson, before he got hurt, was awesome. Do you think it was a lack of execution, bad play calling, or the Niners' D that was the cause of the struggles in the first half or a combination? I think it's a combination of all that. Okay? 49ers were playing great ball, man. They stuffed them in the first half. They stuffed that Eagle offense. Stuffed them. I mean, there, there were about four or five three and outs after the first drive. I mean, they totally stuffed them. And they couldn't. What the key was, was that San Francisco didn't allow them to get wide on them and break down the perimeter. And they kept that intact. They lost their integrity in the third and fourth quarter. If you watch the game, I watched the 22 this morning. And it was in the first half, Philly couldn't get out wide. They ran them to the sidelines. Boza did a great job by not taking the fake and going down early in the game. As the game went on, it wore him down, and he started going down, and they started getting wide on the perimeter. Plus, then you add the penalties. Now, here's what, here's something the Philly side of that with the penalties. As the second half started coming up, and you started seeing the penalties more, that's because San Francisco was gambling more. They had to jump routes. They had to do things on the wideouts. And the reason why potentially those offensive numbers are down is because of the 11 penalties. Remember something. This is something that I add that most teams don't add. The penalty yardage. Well, Eagles offense has to get credit for that too. Okay? Because there were plays where they were just holding the guys from not getting deep on them. So if you want to be technically correct, the Eagle offense pushed them into 11 penalties because they had to gamble. When they saw their quarterback out, they had to gamble. They had to. And by the end of the game, again, when you have so many plays, 
and you've been on the field and there's been a ton of three and outs. I mean, like I said, do you understand that the 49ers had 43 plays offensively? Dude, that's like four series. 43 plays? You can't kick a field. You're lucky you could even – I can't – but that run by McCaffrey was special. He's a special ball player. 80 yards and penalties? Hey, that's, you know, a lot of that also is what the Eagles were doing offensively, you know, pushing them. And San Francisco had to gamble. That's why the whole thing with, with Kyle Shanahan, he gets that completion with two – with like 134 left. Eagles had two timeouts getting ready to go into the half. Instead of taking the knee, after you get the first down, what's he do? He drops back again with Josh Johnson, who's been on a thousand teams and in more leagues than me. And he puts the ball on the carpet. The Eagles are in a short field and they go, I mean, you question that. Along with putting a tight end on Reddick, you were like, I don't know, man. Okay. You mentioned the Niners lost discipline in the second half. Did the Eagles offensive line have the same effect on the Niners, just the same as the Niners offense had on the Cowboys in the divisional round? That's exactly what went down. They kept pounding away. They kept pounding away. They kept pounding away. And for whatever reason, they did not want to have any turnover plays. So what did they not do? High turnover plays or what? Passing. They refused to throw the ball. They didn't have to. San Francisco was no threat, no threat in that game. But what they wanted to do was methodically wear them out, and that's what they did. Actually, um, what's his name was talking to me about the coaching and how they handled it. This is what I saw from Sirianni and his coaching staff. They were patient. This is what happened. Instead of going for the kill shots deep down the field, what would have been the number one thing? Think about this, Tone and everyone. What would have been the number one thing for the Eagles once they saw the quarterback Purdy was out of the game? What would have been the number one thing? Let's go deep. Let's put this game away. No. What if you get a couple picks down there on the other side? You keep them in it. So what did they do? Methodically. Boom. Boom. Got into the fourth quarter, third and fourth quarter. Started wearing them out. Wearing them out. That's where the game. They kept their patience. Steichen, Shannon, or Shike, Steichen, Sirianni, and Gannon, they kept their patience. They kept their patience. Instead of getting ahead of themselves and emotional. Dude, when you see two quarterbacks knocked out of a game, I would be emotional on the sidelines. I'd be like this. We got these efforts where we want them. We got them where we want them. We got this team right now. Let's go for the kill. Now. Why would I throw passes down the field? Why would I go like that? They can't beat us with Christian McCaffrey and a one-armed Brock Purdy. They can't. They cannot beat us. So they methodically wore him out. And they didn't have to do anything special. They weren't special offensively. They were not. They were not special. Nobody really was special on offense. The defense was spectacular. I mean, the pressure on the quarterback. Um, man, Hassan Reddick is just, he's just killing it right now. Could, you know what, too? I've been bashing Jonathan Gannon all year. I'm going to give him some love here. I know, right? 
he figured out this guy and how to play him where two other coordinators could not figure it out. And he figured it out. Okay. He figured it out. He figured out how to maximize this guy by stop dropping him in coverage. And he put him in positions to be successful. And he was man. I'll tell you something. Hey, dude, think about this. So what did he end up the regular season with? So he's got 11 and 12. And then what, 16? Eight? 28? This guy's got 30 sacks. Now three and a half in the postseason. This guy's got 30 sacks. Way more than that. This guy's got 41 sacks in three years. Man. 41 sacks in three years. I don't know if there's another player in the NFL that could put that number out there. Okay? I don't know. Is there another NFL player that's got 41 sacks in three years? Absolute. Howie Roseman's greatest free agent. I'm going to say it again. Incredible. Incredible performance. By the way, the defense the last two weeks has been special. They've been special. Okay? They've been been absolutely special the last two weeks. Um, Jonathan Gannon has to get love for that. So do I like his style? No. But you know one thing about the coaching staff that was pretty apparent when we watched him on Sunday? They were really patient with the game. They knew they had them. Let's not get crazy and do crazy shit in the game. They won that game with great defense, situational play calling. They did some really good things. The coaching staff should get kudos. And I'll say this to you about your owner, okay? I'll say this about your owner. Do you know since Andy Reid that Jeffrey Lurie has not had a losing coach record-wise in that organization? And there's been four different coaches. Reed, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson, and now Nick Sirianni. Not one of those coaches has a losing record. That's a testament to hiring the right people. Not one of those coaches, even Chip, even Chip Kelly, who's the lesser, obviously, of those guys, had a winning record in Philly. Okay? Every one of those guys. Braun, Hertz was awful. Um, so far in the playoffs, has the coaching staff met or exceeded your expectations in terms of their poise and making decisions? Did you expect more mental? No, because again, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you um a stat here. And I mean, let's take a look at this. This is the four easiest paths to the Super Bowl in the last 25 years. The number four Seahawks. Um, this was the 2005 Seahawks. You went against Washington's Mark Brunel. No, no, Seahawks went against, I mean, the Seahawks went against Matt, um, uh, Mark Brunel and Jake DeLome. 
Number three, the Patriots, 2017. They went through Marcus Mariota, Tennessee, and they went through Blake Bortles. Number two, the Patriots, 2001, went through Tebow and Joe Flacco. And the number one team that had the easiest path, not your fault. It's an observation. You went through Daniel Jones, Josh Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, and a one-armed Brock Purdy. I mean, fantastic. It's not a rip. Least amount of resistance to get to where I want to go. That's not a rip. It's an observation again. And they've taken complete. This is why Howie pushed all the chips in. It's not a rip. And, and, And by the way, that's not your fault. That the Giants don't have a better player quarterback or that the 49 and by the way, that was a factor on what you did to the 49ers by knocking that guy out. It's not a rip. It's an observation. Who cares? Now you got to play Andy Reid and Mahomes. And personally, for me, I don't see. I I, I personally just don't see where we lose the advantage anywhere except for quarterback. Since December began, Hassan has more sacks and forced fumbles than Parsons and Boza. He's been an absolute force. He has been a force. I'm wrong, okay? I'm wrong. Of complete force, okay? You beat Josh Johnson. You didn't beat Brock Purdy, exactly. Props to Howie for two different staffs rosters in the Super Bowl. Hey, and by the way, I'll say it again to you too, 85. Look at what the Eagles have done since 2000. The Eagles have been to three Super Bowls and the Cowboys are still sitting there talking about why they're not getting there. And I'm going to make something else. I'm going to make a point to you too about the Eagles. And I never realized it until right now. And I'm gonna, this is some props to Howie, okay? Excuse me, GT, you guys. Um, this is some credit to Howie here. You know that what the Eagles are really great at with that front office? They're quick to move off shitty moves and shitty decisions. They're not going to sit and labor through them. Now, we could debate the Jalen Rager moves or some of the other guys that Howie has kept on the team hoping to get, you know, that last bit of, you know, help out of it. Absolutely. I get it. Completely get it. And I understand. You're right. But I'll tell you what, man. They rip it up. They tear it down. They rip it up, but they hire quality people, man. Okay? They hire quality people. And they do a great job at writing their mistakes. Now, I say this all the time about Roseman. You know, burning it down, tearing it down, then building it up. That's totally him. Okay? Um, The quarterbacks always get the love, but the defense wins championships. They were fantastic. They were just utterly fantastic, the Eagle defense. Fantastic. Old Cole goes, Chip was a dipshit. Can you imagine a dipshit having a winning record in Philadelphia, though? He still did, whether you liked it or not. Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, has not had a losing coach in Philadelphia. He's not. He's not had a losing coach. 
that's a testament to the hiring. Um, Sills, oh, is pissed because he's been wrong about the Eagles. Uh, William, how would I wrong? Go back. I said on May 10th, you're going to the Super Bowl. I said on May 10th. I posted it on my Twitter page, May 10th. 2022 go back and look i posted the actual show where i said the eagles are going to the super bowl not been wrong i've been actually right my prediction came true okay my project prediction came true and i said you would get there because of your roster your roster did exactly what i said on sunday you don't have to play great games because your roster's so deep. You're wrong, dude. Okay? I'm not going to give Hertz credit. He sucked out loud Sunday. Gardner Mitchell has now played in more NFC championships <laughs> than Dak. Funny. Funny. All right. I got to take a timeout. Don't I, Tone? I got to take a timeout here. All right. We're going to look more in depth at this game. I'm going to go through some numbers here, and I'm also going to do this. Holy cow, I forgot to get to the topics even. Um, NFC title game, some of the key moves in that. Um, also, Jalen Hurts and what they're going to do with the future. Now that the salary cap is only $16 million, what do you do? Who goes? Who goes? Who goes and what do you do with Hurts? He's got to the Super Bowl. Albeit, he didn't play that great. In the post He's not had a good postseason. He's not. What do you do? Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. 
Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best teams in town. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Please hit the like button. Can you imagine lighting up the Comcast Center? Giant blue. So the Empire State Building lights up eagle green. And I'm like, man, that's why New York sucks with their sports fans. They suck. Who in their right mind does that? That's not a sports city. New York City is not a sports Sports City. Wow. I saw that. I'm like, can you imagine a Comcast Center lighting up giant, giant blue? Or I'm 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 like, good, can you can you imagine the people in Philly would go down there and burn that building down? I'm I'm sitting there thinking, what what are you so the I was at a loss of words, man. I'm like, then they tried covering it by going AFC. And they did like the Chiefs. And I'm like, dude, no one cares in New York about Kansas City. They care about Philly. Holy cow. What were you thinking? Do Philly's laugh? Hey, if I were Philadelphia Eagle fans, I'd be laughing my ass off at New York sports fans. You suck, man. Don't ever in a million years ever tell me you have decent fans in New York or in L.A. That ain't happening. Nobody in their right mind does that. Okay? I'm in my late 50s. And that aggravate. I'm like this. What the? F- are you crazy? That'd be like lighting the bridge up. To, like, the Chesapeake. You'd be like, bro, please, don't. Dude, Tone goes, New York has no self-respect. I agree. People in Philly must have just started laughing, going, you ain't seeing that here. I don't give a shit whether you like us or not. You ain't getting that respect here, guy. We got to play you with the Sixers, the Rangers, the Islanders. We got to do all that. That's... 
<laughs> Dude, that's a terrible sign. Man, I was. So big sales. Guess we didn't. Ain't so bad. No, Will, you, your defense played great. Your offense was terrible. Um, Gary Cobb, Fox 29, Philadelphia. Will be with us as always at the bottom of the hour. Get your thoughts. Um, listen, once again, I want to make sure we circle back here. The Eagle roster won that won that title game. The Eagle roster. This is what I said May 10th. May 10th of last year. May 10th. May 10th. The Eagles are going to win the NFC championship because you have the best roster and the deepest roster in the NFC. Okay? And we're here. My other predictions wrong. The Bills, they got beat by Burrow. Okay, fair enough. But I didn't think there was any competition in the NFC. All the teams stunk. And it turned out to be true. The Rams stunk. The Bucks stunk. When Rodgers and Brady didn't have a team around them, there was no competition. Because there were no other decent quarterbacks in the, in the, in the conference. Okay? That's how it played out. That's how it played out. A little again, the stars of the game in the NFC title game were Reddick, Sayamalo, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, CJ Gardner, Bradbury. By the way, if I am the Eagles and Howie Roseman, I got some really tough decisions to make. I don't think Slay's part of my future. I don't think he's part of my future. I try trading him in the offseason. Why I can. And then I would draft a corner. Okay? And, and be cheaper there with a rookie contract so I could keep Gardner Johnson and Bradbury. Um, because you're good. Don't lose both of them. What you're trying to do is this. You're, not, you're trying not to lose both of them. And if you have to give one of them up, give the older guy up. Eagles still have two first-round picks after all of this is wild. Unbelievable. And a 10th pick, which is even crazier. Okay? Vlad, that's my point. Vlad is kind of like echoing my whole take. Hertz didn't need to play well. He didn't. And they why they won. They won because the Eagle coaching staff was actually very patient. They didn't have to play well. And they didn't. 239 yards of total offense. Not all that great. wasn't like they had some sort of iconic NFC championship game. They didn't. They didn't have to, though. Like I said, and I've been saying, Tone, I think people are tone deaf. You're going to beat the majority of the teams that you play because no one has the full component of players like the Eagles do. The only team that was remotely close was San Francisco. And when you're throwing a one-armed Brock Purdy and you're out there again with Josh Johnson, you have no chance against the Eagles. It would be the same if the Eagles had lost Hurts. There was no way you were beating San Francisco. No way. They're two evenly matched teams. 
You can't have a one-armed Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, and Christian McCaffrey at quarterback and beat Philadelphia. Okay? You can't. You just can't. Not when they have a full team like that. And by the way, I still say this and I hold this, and I know I've been kind of jabbing you guys here a little bit with it, but I don't see where Kansas City has the advantage outside of quarterback and head coach. Hey, one thing before I move on. Um, one thing before I, I, I move on. You ever notice every time Patrick Mahomes goes over to the sideline, he never talks to Eric Bieniemy. That's why Bieniemy don't have a job. No one thinks he's the OC. He's not. Every single time Mahomes went over to the sidelines, he never speaks to Bieniemy. He goes right directly to Andy Reid. What does that tell you? He's a non-factor in the play calling. So he's not really a coordinator. That's why he don't have a job. Now, someone turn around and go like this. Well, Andy Reid was the play caller in Green Bay. He was the quarterback coach. Eric Bieniemy is more of a quarterback coach than he is a coordinator. Because I've never seen a quarterback come off the bench and not talk to the coordinator. He doesn't talk to him. Okay? He doesn't talk to him. He talks to Reed. If I were Eric Bieniemy, I'd get the hell out of Kansas City. You need to make your name, dude. You need to show people you can actually be a coordinator because you're not one in Kansas City. Okay? You're not one in Kansas City. And you think you're going to get it right twice. They tried that with Joe Philbin in Miami, remember? Philbin was a quarterback coach in Green Bay. They tried that shit down there. It bombed. Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a job because of Andy Reid. Only reason. He's not the coordinator. He's got nothing to do with it. Zero. He's got nothing to do with the game. How does Eric Bieniemy not have a job? Have you ever watched a game? Patrick Mahomes never talks to him. From your perspective, when Hertz comes off the field, who do you see him talking to, Sirianni, Steichen, or Coach Brian Johnson? I see him talking to Steichen, and I see him go over to Sirianni. I see Sirianni comes over and gives him his assessment. Um, okay? I see him talking to those two guys. And I think Johnson comes over and talks to him about his technique. Home field advantage matters. They didn't show certain angles of Smith's catch on the jumbo trouble until moments after, says Shannon. It's true. It wasn't a catch. So, quite frankly, get this then, CD. Hurts throws for 93 yards in that game. That's elite. He wasn't elite. He's not been elite in the playoffs. And I say he's hurt. Okay? I say he's hurt. He's not the same since Chicago. Okay? Why would I be mad, Jesse? I picked the Eagles to win. Why would I be mad? How could I be mad when I picked the Eagles to win on Friday? I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. How could I be mad? Mad? I got my prediction right. How could I be mad? Hertz is a $50 million quarterback. Good luck. You pay him. Go ahead. I'm not. Hertz did his job and ran the offense. He did? They had no passing game. Zero. The 49ers shut it down. 
completely shut their passing game down. Completely shut their passing game down. They ran the ball for 148 yards. Nice. It's a really good effort. Other than that, though, there was nothing else to write home about. Nobody had a great game. Sanders maybe gained well a little bit. Receivers all were taken out of the game. All. You did not dominate the 49er defense. Where? The three turnovers by the offense? Okay, short field. You got to read more into what that – you're not watching the game. I saw a completely different game than all of you. Okay? That's not dominating like we saw the Eagles dominate teams where they put up 400 yards of 470 or 268 in rut. That's dominating a defense, 268 yards on the ground. There was none of that in this game. None of that. Nobody – where do you – what? Who dominated who? Where? I got the numbers. Here's what the 49ers did to you. Held you to 5 of 15 on third down. You're fourth in the league. They stuffed you. Held you under 275 yards in total offense. You really had 239. You had 120 yards passing. 93, really. And you had 70 plays to do all this. Not a lot of production. We we match up better against... Hey, can, can I get we matter uh, better against... Uh, thank you. We match up better against the Chiefs than the Bengals. We can move the ball on them. This isn't the Niners. Completely true. Not one of those teams in the AFC Championship game Okay, not one of those teams in the AFC Championship game, not one of them has the defense the Niners have. I thought San Francisco played great. For what they were, Sills, I told you Reddick would give, would have a game and better than Boza. I'll ask you again who on KC's blocking Reddick. Breed, I don't know. It ain't Orlando Brown. Dude, it ain't Orlando Brown. I'm sorry. Orlando Brown is a big mouth. And I don't see him playing. He's not Orlando Brown. Was he with the Browns or the Ravens? I think he was with the Ravens. He was better there than he's been in Kansas City. He's 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 overrated and overpaid. I guarantee Orlando Brown's not on that team next year. I don't see it, man. Okay? I just don't see it. Explain the Eagles went into the end zone untouched multiple times. Yeah, second half, they wore them out. They totally did. I said that completely. The Kelsey and Sayamalo, and I would say um, Landon Dickerson, they were special. They were just absolutely special in that ballgame. Don't forget, Gary Cobb's going to join us here in a couple seconds and see what he saw. He was at the game. Um, yeah, but once again, Hurts played terrible. Um, and he really hasn't been great in the postseason. 154. Averaging 138 passing going in. Um, 15 to 25, 60% completion percentage, 121 passing, 42 um rushing yards, 100 and what is that? 63 total yards. <laughs> I mean, 50 million dollars. 
Go ahead. I'll ask you this. Now that the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, all those guys that are going to be free agents, their contracts are going to be up. They're not taking hometown discounts. Maybe maybe uh, Brandon Graham. Maybe he takes a discount. The rest of them guys ain't. So, And it's only going up $16 million. Who are you getting rid of? Completely healthy Niners team and Eagles team, who wins? I still think the Eagles win. But it, I'd like to have seen that game. They kept it competitive. Some poor decision-making by Kyle in that game. But when Christian McCaffrey's throwing passes, you know you don't have a chance. I shine. Quarterbacks are judged by wins. They're paid by stats, too. Just stats at the end of the day, Sills. I'll take the play from Hertz for the rest of his career. Okay, well, that's fine. But the reason that Patrick Mahomes makes the money he makes is because you can get rid of Tyree Kill. If Jalen Hurts loses any of those other guys, he's the guy you saw yesterday. 128 yards passing, 45 yards rushing. That's who he is. Or he's basically the first year where he started against the Bucs. Mahomes is the only guy that can overcome that kind of shit. It's going to be interesting to see what Burrow does once they start paying him. He's due for a contract extension as well. Okay? He's due for a contract extension too. Let's see here. Christian McCaffrey. No, no, that's correct. was not the problem. That's why I said the Eagle defense was special. They were special. They created that Purdy injury with pressure and poor play designing by Kyle Shanahan, putting a tight end on him. Okay. If you're going to put a tight end on someone, do it to the short side of the field, not the open side. He put a tight end on a guy who lines up almost in a wide nine. And you expected your lesser guy to block him. I don't get it. Then that stupid shit, where you could have taken a knee, it would have been 14-7 at half. Josh Johnson drops the ball on the carpet, and the Eagles get another short field. Stupid moves there. I know that they had to do something. So I don't want to go too crazy on that. Okay? Okay? Hertz was the X factor. He stunk. Hertz was the, where? <laughs> wow. You know, you're not the, there's media people who think that. Dude, he was a non-factor in that game. Where? Maybe in the fourth, a couple of them third down runs, maybe two or three. Maybe a couple. Other, I'll tell you the truth here. I'm not going to sit on Broad Street here and, wave pom-poms and tell you lies it's not gonna happen okay and that's not gonna happen he's actually not played really well in the postseason so i go here with you okay now that the cap is only going up 16 million and since you want to keep your guy um who goes who goes so sanders goes Say Amalo goes. Um, 
Sanders, say Omalo goes. Andre Dillard's gone. Uh, let's see. Who else will be gone? C.J. Gardner. Bradbury will be gone. T.J. Edwards will be gone. A lot of decisions to be made. A lot of decisions. Now, they'll keep some of them guys. But the big question mark will come back. Okay? Are you addressing Hurts now? Or are you going to address him in the offseason coming into camp? When are you going to do all that? After the draft? Before the draft? See, to me, um, I wouldn't let it go too far if you're that sold on him. And like I said, I don't – I personally don't think he's played well since the injury. Dual threat. Dual. Th- he ain't been the same since Chicago. That's not. Tony, even you have to agree. That's not the same quarterback I saw when even some of the passes that were not completed or were ruled out of bounds in Chicago. This guy was dropping them in the basket over the shoulder like he was Willie Mays. He must have had five or six overthrows. He's not the same dude. He's he's totally playing more hurt than they're telling you. Because he can't be that bad. He can't. 154 in the Giant game? They didn't have to do it anything because the Giants sucked too. But, I mean, the 93 yards on Sunday? I don't know. Second play of the game last week to Devontae. Dude, I'm talking about the NFC title game today. I'm not talking about the Giant game. The Giants and the Bucks didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Robert, I agree, man. Robert, I, I, Hertz was progressing too much in a positive way for him to go back to what he looked like a year ago. He just, it just, I mean... He's not the same thrower of the football right now. The passing game's a non-factor. You may need that in the Kansas City game. You may need that. You said he was bad in the postseason. Yeah, Jalen's been bad in the postseason. Um, Big Sills, Howie will use the NFC Championship game to keep Purchase contract under control. Hmm. You mean it's postseason so far? It's two games, Giants and and the Chiefs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hmm. Those were his lowest passing yards since the Green Bay game when he went off on the ground. Hertz is definitely dealing with something. I agree, Tone. Tone, you don't go from looking like you were really on your way to being and improving, 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 improving. Dude, he was getting better and better and better. Everybody kept going on going, Sills, he's getting better throwing the ball. And I was like, you know, he is. All of a sudden, he comes back from the injury. He's not been good throwing the ball. He's just not been good. I don't know why you guys – look, I'm not debating it. All you have to do is watch it. And look at the production. None. Hertz is going to – you pay a guy like that $200 million and he has sucked out loud in the postseason? Good luck. Um, Sills wants him to do terrible so bad. No, I do not. I could care less. But one more time, I'm going to say this again. And I know that Gary Cobb, I'm going to bring him on here in a second, but I want to set this up for Gary. If anybody says that the Eagles dominated this football game, like I said, if you take the gift away of the 30-yard pass down the sideline that would have been overturned, the Eagles had 239 yards in total offense. The Eagles beat the 49ers because of a complete roster. Hassan Reddick was special. The defense was terrific. By the way, the injury to Purdy, that's a result of aggressiveness. The defense and then being able to wear a team out in the second half is what won that. I thought Hurts played terrible. I mean, he was 60% completion, 70% quarterback rating. I mean, if you take that 30-yard pass away through for 93 yards, I think he's hurt. And I think he's dealing with more pain and more issues uh, than what the Eagles are leading us on to. Because he was great prior to the Chicago game. And now he's been injured. Still, the depth of the roster shows you why the Eagles, and like we said on May 10th of last year, why I thought they were going to Glendale. Gary Cobb heard me say that, and we appreciate him coming aboard. Gary, you think you think Jalen is more hurt than what is being perceived here? Because, I mean, look, the 49ers shut that offense passing game completely down. I thought some bonehead decisions by Kyle Shanahan. Dude, you get a 13-yard pass before the half. Take a knee. Go in the half. You're down only 14-7. Instead, Allen puts the – or uh, Johnson puts the ball on the ground. Eagles get another short field. They take it in. I'm like, still, again, yeah. give me your impression on how you saw this thing here. And, again, I, I said it was the roster that won this ball game and that great defense. Well, I, I think ultimately that's what, what it was. I mean, I think, you know, um, they basically were able to – when with both the offensive line and the defensive line, they really both won. But it wasn't a good, you know, uh, you know, Jalen didn't, he didn't have a good game. I mean, he, he missed, I mean, AJ's got six, he misses him. You know, he, he missed other throws. It didn't seem like he was sure about where he was going with the ball, but he did the right thing. And the fact that he wasn't sure, you don't turn the ball over and you're not going to lose the game. You know, you so, think he's hurt, Gary? I, I think he's probably uh yeah more hurt than than uh than he's made on yeah I think that 
you know, that um, I don't know if it's a, it's a type of injury where the arm is, you know, with throwing and everything, but uh, I think that um, definitely the soreness and things. So I think that is something that's true, but, you know, just not in sync, you know, um, but I think it says something that they were able to win the game in spite of that, see, because they they outplayed the, the the Niners up front on both lines, both the offensive line and the defensive line. They won those battles, and that's why they won the game. It wasn't that their skill position people, you know, w really went out there and shined because uh, they really didn't have big games. And, you know, that, that play with Devontae early in the game, you know, Devontae did the right thing, which is he was giving them, I guess, they go, this means hurry up, you know, yep. and he gave them that, and they were able to, you know, get that play uh, called, and that way they covered up the fact that he, he didn't catch that ball. And getting ahead of them, see, getting ahead of them, that proved to be uh, a, a big uh, move because it probably has something to do with, you know, how aggressive Kyle Shanahan is because, you know, on the play where he got hurt, you know, he was holding the ball quite a while. So, you know, they were looking for a big play, and the reason is because they had fallen behind. And, and, and that's, uh, you know, probably the reason for that. But I think ultimately they, they won the game up front. And the Eagles have a, 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 a lot of depth of talent on their team. You know, that is uh, one of the things. They can keep all their guys fresh. And they, were, they had the defensive linemen going in and out, keeping them fresh. Now, with the talent they've got, it's very difficult to win the battle up front when your guys aren't able, you don't have that kind of depth, you know? And so, and you got to depend on certain people where either they have a big game or, or you don't get it done. And, you know, Bosa carries that for the Niners. He's got to have a big game, you know, every week for them. And that's, you know, uh, the Eagles, they don't have really, they put that kind of pressure on anybody because look, everybody, Jalen, 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 Jalen didn't have a good game, but they still won the game. Right. So I, I, I thought he was very below average in this game, actually, maybe even his worst game. But I'll tell you what he did, Gary, that I thought was something that maybe only you and I can see. Mm -hmm. I really thought that he froze in the RPOs, Fred Warner, a lot by doing yep. this. You know, you turn a guy who's a four five guy yep. into a four eight guy. When you hold that ball for one extra second, that's right. Fred doesn't move. And all of a sudden, he, he gives it, and yeah. he's late on the play. That's right. I thought Fred Warner was late on a bunch of those plays, yeah. and that maybe constituted a lot of that 148 yards on the ground, especially in the second half when they started wearing him out. So I kind of saw him – you know, Fred was spying him, but yeah. he was actually spying Fred a little bit. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, uh, that's where, you, you know, you got to give Jalen credit because his decision-making, you know, uh, he like I said, he was not – outstanding when it came to throwing the football but his decision making he's still playing a role and he he started running the ball more and just the threat of him running it really put the, the 49ers in a bind where you got guys non-committed not sure what they're doing just you know as you mentioned with Fred Warner and you know if you're playing and you're not sure you you don't feel good about it you know you you're not sure about your reads and things and so to make a guy as fast as he is slow him down says a lot and then really once they they got that ground game going in the second half i mean they were able to go into the second half and just run and run and run and of course it's because of injuries 
And, and with regards to the injury, some people say, oh, that's Justin Chamberlain. Look, this is this is football. Okay. It's not, it's not basketball. Mahomes is hurt. It's not baseball. I mean, hey, you got to deal with what you got. And uh they really made a mistake. They left um uh Hassan Reddick, you know, one-on-one -on, -one on the tight end. Come on, you can't come on. Those tight ends can't block, especially a backup tight end. Come on. Gary, he, have he you ever seen a guy? <clears throat> Gary, have you have you ever seen a guy? explode like this I know. from the middle of the Gary. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a six, one, 245 pounds. Yeah, I've never, he's destructive. I know. And, you know, I talked to him about it after the game and I'm going like, man, like, dude, what are you doing? You know I mean? He's just, you know, he got three sacks before you can sit down. I mean, how many, how many games you look up, Reddick has already had two or three sacks, and you you haven't even gotten comfortable in your seat before the game, and he's already started. And you know, and uh, that uh, those plays, you know, the hit that really did it. Once he hurt, hit that kid, and who knows how the kid's arm. And you know, I um, uh, Buddy Ryan was like this. In fact, I had some coaches in college were like this. If you get a young kid, you want to get hits on him early because it shakes him up. And they were able to get to him early. I didn't think it would get to the point where they, they knock him out, out of the game, basically, or not where he can't throw the ball. But a good hit on him, it really shakes a kid up. And they were able to get to him. And you see the kid after the game, he's, you know, he's in the ozone. He don't know whether he's coming, going. <laughs> uh, and, you know, once you take them down, then I, I thought, the, you know, uh, the kid Johnson that they sent in there, I mean, they were having trouble getting out of the huddle. I mean, come well, on. Gary, when you when you put Christian McCaffrey and he's throwing passes for you, there's no chance to beat the I mean, Eagles yeah. in an NFC Championship game. I want to throw this at you too, man. If I'm Howie Roseman, I do everything I can to make sure I resign C.J. Gardner Johnson. Man, I'll tell you yeah. what, him and Bradbury, yeah, if that means trading Slay. Yeah. Those two guys are 26 and 27. I draft a guy yeah. with the 10th pick a corner. I don't know, man. I'm, yeah. That CJ can freaking play. He can't play. He's very quick with his decision making back there. Uh, he always seems to be a split second ahead of everybody else. He gets his hands on balls. You got a safety getting his hands on that many balls, man. You know, you're going to have turnovers, tips, balls in the air and things. And, you know, if you're, you're turning the ball over, you know, uh, you're forcing turnovers. You're going to be winning. You're going to be winning in the NFL, especially with what they got going offensively uh, because they've got most of that offensive line. They're going to have those guys for at least two, three more years. Uh, and, and really, they got a kid behind uh, Jason Kelsey. They, you know, that this kid is a good athlete, man. He's a, he's a lot like Kelsey where you got a center with a lot of athletic ability. But, of course, <laughs> expect him to go in and he's playing as well as Jason. That, that's probably too man, much I, to ask. Hey. It's a you know. total privilege to watch Kelsey play, but I, I, I want to throw this at you too. Since you've been covering the team and a former player with the Eagles, now you played for Norman Brayman, and you know I know Norman, and he was a very cheap guy. But I got to say this to you, yeah. okay? Take a look at the last coaches that Jeffrey's had. He's had Andy Reid winning record. Yeah, he's had even Chip Kelly winning I record. Know. Yeah, yeah. Doug Peterson winning record. Nick Sirianni winning record. You know. You can say all you want about the change and how these guys operate in the front office. 
But, man, they seemingly make the right decisions. I don't know if you could find me another organization outside of the Steelers yeah. that the coaches that they've hired in progression have all had winning records. It, it's pretty remarkable. Well, you know, I, I think that the guy that uh, I think about, you know, uh, that really they – I don't think they gave him enough credit uh, yesterday is Howie Roseman. Come on. He has stacked this roster. He has – I mean, he has stacked this roster the way – where they've had more depth. They got all this depth on this team. Now, of course, they, they got to get ready to pay Jalen. And, and, you know, that's a whole circus, whatever happens with that. But – He's done. I mean, he's made moves. Somebody says he's doing something else. He went out. He got talent in there. I mean, they got it in there because they knew they were going after it this year. Now, you know, they just needed, you know, play from that quarterback position. And they were going after it. And clearly, you look at this roster with the way he has stacked this roster. They they really went after it. And, and they were right. I mean, with Reddick, we didn't know Reddick was going to play at this level. No. You know, he comes in and you got – you know, so many of the other guys uh, just having great years. And uh, I can't say enough about the way, you know, the offensive line has been able to take over games. And when you're winning up front and then you got the talent, like, you know, you go out and get an A.J. Brown. Like, how do you go get this kid? What is he doing out there? You know, Tennessee's sleeping at the wheel. How oh, do you yeah. let this kid walk? Cost the what GM his job there. Yeah. Yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, what are you doing? And so. He, he's 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 uh he's had a great year, you know. He he might have had a better year than anybody. He's had a great year. Hey, do you think that Hassan Reddick is the greatest free agent acquisition that Howie Roseman has ever had? Woo, <laughs> man, I, that's is he the greatest? I, he could very well be if he plays like he did this past week. If he plays like that in the Super Bowl. He is the man. Yes, he he's is. got forty-one yeah. sacks in three years. It's amazing. I mean, and this year, what has he got? He's all got almost twenty sacks all together. He's got three and a half in the postseason right now. Man, and he's you know, been the MVP of the playoffs, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh yes, he's been because he he did it early. See, he went in. He really just went in and made a statement on the game, almost like the first snap. And you know, when a quarterback gets hit early. It affects it affects them. It affects their decision making. It, it it really unnerves them. And especially if you're talking about a kid that's just a you know a rookie in there in a, a NFC championship game, that's a lot to ask him, you know, to be able to to deal with that. So he really uh I have to give him credit. I mean, he has been impactful, you know, and, and that's what you want to do as a pass rusher is to have an impact where it's it's not just the sack. It's that the fact that you, uh, you know, you really shake up the quarterback, you know, because he feels like he's under the gun. So his his head, his head start going faster where he feels like he's got to get rid of the ball sooner and everything. And, you know, you're not trying to knock a guy out of a game. But, you know, what they say about, you know, a bunch of my coaches always said, hey, we, we, if we knock somebody out of the game, we knock them out of the game. And if you're looking for sympathy, you can find it in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. right on man yeah right on gary let me let me let me go here with you too here on this one so okay all this is said and you know and by the way i i i think personally i don't think he's regressed i think he's hurt i think there's a rotate or something Could because be. even you and i were saying in the chicago game 
man, he's dumping passes in the basket and shit. And all of a sudden, yeah, these last two playoff games, he's not looked anything like it. So I'm yeah. going to take into consideration and I'm going to give him the benefit that he's got to be injured. Now, now, you know cap, go ahead. He's, he's kind of said, you know, he didn't come right out and say it, but he kind of said, it. he said, I'm dealing with something. He made a point, tells you I'm dealing with something, you know. He, he came out and he said, you know, I'm dealing with something. Everybody knows I'm dealing with something. I think he's got a rotator cuff injury. And he could he could very well. He could very well. And he he um he said that I'm dealing with something. And uh, you know, I gotta get in there. I just gotta I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta be here for the guys and everything. And you know, he's he's basically said that now. He you know, you can read what you want into that. Oh, I, 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 I think it's more, Gary. I I mean yeah. I don't think you could go from being an MVP guy who's just absolutely one of the most undefensible guys to all of a sudden yeah. being a non-factor. Like he was a non-factor in the NFC title game, except mm -hmm. for a couple of the things technically wise, because he's so smart. Yeah. Other than, I mean, they kind of wore him out, but really the offense, nobody had a game. No. What, and I, I say, he's got to be hurt. All that being yeah. said, the cap's only going up $16 million. Okay. It's yeah. going to go to 244. So that's not a huge increase or what uh -huh. we're talking about. <laughs> Who goes on the Eagles? Sayamalo? Mm. Sanders? CJ? Bradbury? TJ? Kaiser White? If you're going to address the Jalen Hurts stuff. Yeah. And by the way, the Giants are kind of in this. You know yeah. what the tag is for, uh, um, and you can't tag him because he's got another year, so that's out. You have that's he's still got another year. It would only be an extension. Uh -huh. What do you do now? You got two weeks to sit here because everyone else in that twenty twenty draft has been brought up, but him. What yeah. do you do? Well, you, you sit down, you have that talk. You know uh, what's that you know, talk? Well, the talk is, hey, he wants to win, so I think you know you sit down and you talk to him. You know, you see, Gary, uh, Mike, my, my, my response to that would be, yeah. do you want to win? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what you sit down and you talk to him about. Oh, so you look back at him and say, you know, we got to do this. We want to keep right. Well, do you want to win? Is well, see, my, point is, no, my point is he wants to win. And and, and he's a leader and everything. Uh, the whole thing is you sit down and you talk to him. You know, I, I think that um, that's probably the strength you have with him. The kid wants to win. And he's committed to it. And so I think you, you could sit down and talk to him um, and you see where see where you go. And and because I think he wants to win and you can sit down and I will say, you know, how he's very good at um, you know, he's 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 worked magic before, you know. Um, so we'll see where he you know, he's good with the numbers. Do you think he's apprehensive because of what happened with Wentz's deal? You you're talking about Howie? Too soon, yeah. Them, them not letting it play out and jumping the gun with Wentz because, hey, get this. Would you not agree? Jalen is almost in the same position that Carson was in in 17. Yeah, very uh, very similar position. You're Everyone right. in Philly was sold on Wentz. Yeah, yeah. But 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 I, I think that um, I, I think Jalen probably has a stronger position uh, because of the kind of solid – personality has he's very solid Agreed. a bit a leader for the team and and he's he, he, you know he's uh 
He's embraced this to where, you know, he's saying, hey, I'm the leader. I'm the one that makes the sacrifices and all this. This is this is this is what he's all about. So I, I think they believe that. That's why I say you sit down and talk to him. You talk to him about winning. You know, you talk to him about, you know, what what needs to be done and everything. And I and I think that's uh, where you can go with him. And I think that's one of the ways in which. You know, he's a very come on. Uh, Carson wasn't talking like that. The way he talks and talks about leadership and all of that, you know, to where he's he makes it a point, you know, and, and I, and I'm, I'm in there in the locker room, you know, when they, 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 they like the media in there and you can see things he's doing, you know, going and talking to different guys. You see he's making a point. He's always looking at himself in that role that hey, I'm not just the quarterback. I'm the leader. So I think you can sit down and you can talk to him because he wants to win. Finally here, um, Andy Reid. You know, there's dudes on the team that are there that Andy Reid drafted. I mean, Brandon Graham, I believe, Jason Kelsey, yeah. Fletcher Cox. Can you imagine that? You still got dudes that are still yeah. in that locker room yeah. that Andy Reid drafted. And there's people in the front office. Of course, the owner has great respect for him. Um, yeah. Just your thoughts on Reid. Well, you in know, the I mean, I, here. I, I've always uh, liked uh, Andy. I mean, and uh, you know, he's a football guy. He's he's uh, he's he's married to football. He's into it. In fact, when I first met Andy, you know, he starts talking to me. He knows more about me than I realized because he grew up uh, wanting to go to USC and be play on the offensive line. So, uh, you know, and we're very close to the same age, and so he knew like um, everybody that was going to USC because that's where he really wanted to go. He was huh. an offensive lineman just outside of he was living, you know, grew up in LA. Outside. That's right. He's a California guy. Yeah. And so he he um, you know, he got in that with ended up going to uh, BYU and he started learning the game. And that's what he came and really learned the game, uh, learned the passing game, and gradually he moved up. And uh he, he's a guy that loves the game and, and good guy. I mean, um he, he wants to win. Uh he's probably gonna put, put together a good game plan, and of course. You know, they got so close. They got so close in all the years he was here. And they just weren't able to get over the hump to win the whole thing. But my goodness, five, you know, NFC championship games, you'll get in there knocking on the door year after year. Uh, so he, he's going to be excited about playing Philadelphia. I think, you know, this is going to be a lot of fun for him. And so I look forward to seeing him down there. I want to show you one last thing before I let you go. Yeah. Who sent me a book. Oh, my Bobby, huh? Hold on, hold on here. Wait. So, you know, he, he signs it for me, and I go, Yeah. So, wait a minute, man. So, how did you and Cobb get to Southern Cal? Why would why would you go that far away? And he goes, Well, I wanted to play baseball. I go, Gary played baseball. Did you play baseball there too, Gary? Uh, I played some. Not okay. a lot. Okay. Because... Well, hey, people don't realize Cobb could have been a spectacular baseball player. He's one of the most gifted baseball players on the East Coast back in his day. And people don't realize about Bobby V. I know. Bobby V was one of the most recruited players in football. That's right. In his, I saw, they had like 285 offers. I know. Did well, they want know, him to take over OJ? Yeah, that's right. They wanted him to take over from OJ. That's right. That's what they were thinking of, uh, having him be that guy back there where he's running the ball 30, 40 times a game. That's, they were definitely, definitely wanted him. How'd you get to SC? Well, um. You know, uh, Wayne Fonts came Coast back. Offers. Uh, Wayne Fonts came back there for me. You know, uh, and I, you know, I talked to all the uh, talking to a lot of the other teams and everything. But at that time, 
uh, USC was, I mean, they were special, you know. Uh, they were special, and, you know, I, I wanted to go ahead and see if I could play with what was regarded as the best. And then, of course, if you can play there, you can play at the next level. So My I went, boy, Batman really, loved you. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing was the um, – the baseball. See, I really want. I, I was. I'm planning on playing baseball, but the way it winds up, you know, football is so big at USC that even though baseball was great, you know, they had a great baseball program. Right, huge. Football just too. Yeah, real you know, just So big and so. Uh, then we had a, a change in coaches. We went from McKay, who wanted me to play baseball. He was the athletic director, but John Robinson, he was just a football coach. So he said, "No, nah, hey, I want you out there for spring practice." So. <laughs> It's right in the middle of the foot of the baseball season. So it really kind of, you know, that, that, Gary, that I tried that shit with Jimmy Johnson. I said, I'm going out for baseball. Ron Frazier wants me to play. I'm, uh -huh. you know, I, I played in the Cape Cod league, you know, yeah. was, the Mets put me, Ballantyne put me up in the Cape Cod league. Then uh -huh. I played in Alaska, you know? Yeah. So I go, I go to Jimmy. I go, Hey, look, man, I'm going to, uh, Ron Frazier wants me to try out. He looked at me, he went, that ain't happening, kid. <laughs> he goes, you you know, all of us were baseball guys in the Northeast. We were That's right. football dudes, man. That's right. Hey, Gary, this week's going to be great, as is next. I appreciate yep. your analysis. Thank you so much, my friend. All right. Hey, have a good one. You got it. The great Gary Cobb. All right. Let's just take it to the top of the hour here, um, uh, Tone, because uh, we just got a couple minutes here. Um. Some people are still saying that Jalen Hurts played great in the NFC Championship game. Where? He was terrible. Eagles going to the Super Bowl. Dual threat. Yeah, no, he looks it. Yeah, he he has been terrible in the postseason. Terrible. Jalen Hurts is hurt, in my opinion. He has. He's been hurt. And I and 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 I think. We're going to see another surgery in the offseason. Dual threat. Second year in a row, surgery won't last. Not sustainable. Remember I said that. Um, that's another key to the game too, Charles. Absolutely. No turnovers. Um, JoJo goes, he hasn't accomplished shit though, right? No, he has. He's won an NFC title game. That's his team. Absolutely. He was terrible in it. They carried him. To the Super Bowl, he was a non-factor in that game. He's been a non-factor in the postseason. The defense has been the star. 138 yards passing, 42 yards rushing. I don't know about you, but <laughs> that's not elite. That's not elite. There's nothing elite about Hurts in the postseason so far. Zero. Zero. Show what was elite. The gift the refs gave him. He would have had ninety three yards passing. And what was the other stat? Forty two. He would have ninety three yards uh, passing and forty two rushing. Elite. Fifty million. Shit. Josh Johnson almost did that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dude, that team carried Hurts to the Super Bowl in that NFC title game. Carried him because he's hurt. He's hurt. He is. Jalen's been the engine almost all year except for the playoffs. He's, he's playing hurt. It's commendable. 
it, it, it's, it's kind of what Mahomes is. But if they don't have Mahomes on the field, they're not winning. Yesterday, Gardner Minshew could have won that game against the 49ers. Why? They didn't throw the ball. All they had to do was hand it off. Gardner Minshew could have won that game yesterday. When Christian McCaffrey's throwing the ball, Niners have no chance. I completely tweeted that out. As soon as Purdy went out, I said, this game is not winnable for San Francisco. You're not beating the Philadelphia Eagles with backup quarterbacks. You're not. Ball control was a factor, Forte says. How can it be when you're 5 of 15 on third down? You were 5 of 15 with the great Hurts offense. You had 120 yards passing, really 93. How, how, how are you controlling the game? Where did you beat the 49er defense up? Where? 148 yards rushing? Probably, yeah, because most of it was in the second half. They stymied you in the first. Okay? Not saying Hurts has a good game, but don't you think Minshew played those linebackers would have teed off sills? Um, Tone, I don't think they would have let Minshew throw the ball. They didn't have to. They didn't have to. They would not have. If they weren't going to let Jalen Hurts throw the ball in that game, why would they let Minshew? Once the quarterback was out in San Francisco, they had, they could beat. The Eagles were so good roster-wise, as I have said, they beat them one-dimensionally. They didn't beat them in a passing. There's Nobody had anything passing-wise. Zero. They were a one-dimensional football team. Tone, were the Philadelphia Eagles a one-dimensional football team in the NFC Championship game on Sunday? Yes or no? Were they? Yes or no? You at least have some common sense here. I mean, they were one-dimensional. But again, they were not going to have high turnover plays, which are passing plays. They didn't need it. They didn't need it. He wasn't dual threat, Eric. He was one threat. Run. (laughs) He didn't throw the ball. He was 60%. Had 122 yards throwing. 93, really? And, And by the way, how does Kyle Shanahan not see Devontae Smith doing this, knowing that he even thinks the ball hit the ground? Kyle Shanahan had so much shit going through his head. Stupid. All right. Hour three. The AFC Championship game. Andy Reid, I want to talk about him. A little more on Sirianni. Reset everything. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. 
Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best teams in town. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Appreciate you guys coming aboard. Look at Bob talking shit on Purdy when his boy played like shit. (laughs) Crazy. Again, that wasn't the story. The story was the Eagle defense. They were wonderful. Really, I mean, you know, I really never thought Tom Thayer was accurate when he said that this Eagle defense may be one of the better units that he has seen even comparing to the 85 Bears. But he's right. Hassan Reddick has been an absolute unbelievable force. Unbelievable force. C.J. Gardner-Johnson has been special. Bradbury has outplayed Darius Slay. As a collective year, he's outplayed Slay. He's the better corner, and Slay's the pro bowler. Slay's not as good as Bradbury, consistently like that. TJ had one of his better games, but then again, there was no passing that he had to worry about, so he could play his game, run-stopping, run-stopping. White did a nice job, but there was no passing game in that game. And as I said on May 10th of last year, the Eagles would make it to the Super Bowl because of their roster. Deepest team in the league proved out to be true. Um, 
And and personally, the Eagles against Kansas City, I don't see the advantage outside of quarterback and head coach. That's it. I, I, I don't see any other. Chris Jones, probably, yeah, Chris Jones is a better tackle than anything the Eagles have. But they have they have situation. Orlando Brown is not better than Jordan Mulata. I wouldn't even throw his name into Lane Johnson's conversation. Okay, Orlando Brown. If you put Hassan Reddick on Orlando, I'd put Hassan Reddick on Orlando Brown. I don't think he can block him. I don't think he can block him. Um. Again, by the numbers here. Eagles were shut down offensively, 5 of 15. I told you that had to be a big number, but after the quarterback went out, the numbers didn't matter any longer. They'd wear them out by the end of the game, which they ended up doing. Uh, 239 yards of total offense. Again, I the 30-yard, sure, 269 officially. Really 239, how I looked at it with that call the refs gave them. Refs weren't very good on both games. Okay? I don't think they were very good in both games. Eagles had 148 yards rushing. That was going to be a matter of time, especially in the second half. Passing yards, a completely atrocious passing game for both teams, 83 to 121. Atrocious. Turnovers played a factor. Short field for the Eagles, run the ball. And Kelsey and Sayamalo and Lana Dickerson were outstanding. Here were the outstanding players in that game. Reddick, CJ, Bradbury, um, CJ Bradbury Reddick. I thought Fletcher played well. Hardgrave played well. Kelsey was great. Lane was great. Um, Dickerson and Sayamalo. Dickerson, Dickerson, Kelsey, Sayamalo. Those three guys in the middle had their best game as a unit. Those three guys in the middle. I thought they destroyed the 49er tackles. I thought. You know, the receivers were a non-factor. The uh, tight end was a non-factor, but didn't really have to be. They were one they were one dimensional in that victory against the um 49ers. Wasn't balanced. And I do think the quarterback's injured. Okay. Jalen Hurts doesn't suck, but his performance has the last two. Well, not so much the Giants. I won't say the Giants won. He was he was good in that one. They were, they were meaningful, 154 passing yards, but who's terrible in the game? And I think he's hurt. He's averaging 138 yards passing in the playoffs going into the Super Bowl, averaging around 40 yards rushing. Not exceptional for a dual threat. That's not exceptional. That's below average. And I say it's got something to do with his injuries. He's been below average. Collectively, two games been below average. You can fancy it up any way you want. Okay. Yeah, they won. Of course. On May 10th of a year ago, I said the roster would put this team in Glendale. And it did. Okay. So you get Kansas City on the other end here. Time of possession, they they owned it. A ton of three and outs. When you don't have a quarterback and you're a headless football team, you're not going to have a lot of plays. They only had 45, the 49ers. And again, by the way, that's not an excuse. The physicality of the Eagle defense predicated and forced the fact that they took Purdy out. That, that, that's, a, that's a merit badge. That's not a diss. 
They took him out. Okay? The Niners played really great on defense. I mean, uh, Philadelphia sportscasters would try to tell you that the Eagles dominated the Eagles. I mean, the 49er defense. Where? Passing game? Where? They had 93 yards passing. Pretty suffered a torn UCL. It's reported he's out for six months. Man. Man, I love that kid. And he went out there and he still played. Causing more damage. Dude. Every single guy in that 49er team now has to look at Brock Purdy and go, holy shit. He went back in the game after Johnson went out and he did his best with a with a torn UCL. Kudos to you, kid. Kudos to you, man. That's good stuff. Wow. Wow. That's inspiring. Eagles had 70 Eagles had 70 plays to get 239 total yards. That's productive. Where? Okay. Hertz was 15 to 25, 60%. 121, no touchdowns, no interceptions. 11 carries for 42 yards, mostly in the second half. Kind of a factor. Not really great, though. And, of course, dual threat now is playing a factor. You guys keep throwing dual threat? You're right. He's not dual threat. Where's the dual threat? Passing game is non-existent. What dual threat? Does he have a touchdown pass in the playoffs yet? Is it one? I mean, does he have a touchdown pass? Is he does he enter the Super Bowl with no touchdown passes? Or is he does he did he get two in the Giant game? Hey Tone, can you check that? He has I think he got I think he has two in the Giant. I think he got two in the Giant game. If I'm not mistaken. I think he got two in the Giant game. Okay. I, that's inspire. I think Jalen is inspiring the way he's playing. I think what Hurts is doing, playing hurt like this. Personally, and again, I have no insight. I think he's got a torn. I think he's got a torn, torn rotator, and I think they're keeping that under wraps. I think he's got a torn rotator cuff. Dual threat, not sustainable. Um, Reddick has one and a half sacks in the Giant game and two in the Forty Nine er game. He's got three and a half. Man, he's been a force. I couldn't have been more wrong about that. Was it, how about this? That was a Howie Roseman win. Okay. Nobody was exceptional except the defense. Reddick was. Okay. Reddick was. Reddick was. was Reddick has been the MVP for the Eagles in the postseason. If you had a Con Smythe award, Hassan Reddick would win it. Your playoff MVP. Freaking man. Wow. <laughs> Talk about getting around the horn. Personally, someone go, I thought Nick Boza did a great job in the first half. Eagles couldn't get wide on them. They stymied them and stuffed them. I mean, if it wasn't for stupidity of Kyle Shanahan, they could have went into half down only 14-7 with a backup quarterback. 
Uh, how they let him throw the ball with a minute 44 left and Eagles had two timeouts in the middle of the field was it, I mean, you didn't even give your chance or your team a chance to recoup and at halftime, you could have ran the clock out there. Didn't seem right. Um, yeah. You think he's getting better? I think he's getting worse. That was a terrible performance, Yale, in the NFC title game for Jalen Hurts. It was his worst game he's played all year. That was his worst game. I know everyone in Philly wants to tell you he played. He didn't. 93 yards passing and 42 yards rushing. It's not a great game. (laughs) The defense and the O-line, once again, was a great factor in why they won. You know, hey, Sills, that team was not beating the Eagles. Um, No, but I like to have seen Purdy healthy because the 49ers did a great job stuffing that offense. And if they don't have the three turnovers, you're not scoring 31 points. Three turnovers and a ton of three and outs. When Christian McCaffrey's throwing the ball, you're not winning. Against Philly? No. No. Carton sent this to me. And I, and I, and I, yeah, they, yeah, they were hanging around because they're talented. Okay. And, and, and this, this is something Carton and I were kind of talking about over the weekend. Here's the easiest pass in the history to the Super Bowl. And I mentioned this in the first hour. I want to bring it up again. Seahawks 2005, they played against Mark Brunel in Washington and then Jake DeLome. Patriots 2017, Marcus Mariota, Tennessee, Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jags in that year. That's the year the Jags upset the Steelers in the divisional round. 2011 Patriots. Look at the Patriots on this list twice. Easiest road to the Super Bowl. Hey, all legacies are made no matter who you're playing against. Because get this, unless I bring this up, nobody remembers who Brady beat. Look at who Brady beat. And and listen, you can't rip Jalen and the Eagles and not turn around and rip the Patriots. You, you, you understand what I'm saying here? Look who Brady played, right? Tell him what she is. So Brady's two Super Bowls were against Marcus Mariota and Blake Bortles in 17. And then in 2011, they played Tim Tebow and Joe Flacco. I mean, nobody remembers that shit. They just remember you won two Super Bowls. And the 2022 Eagles have played against Daniel Jones, Josh Johnson, one-armed Brock Purdy, and Christian McCaffrey. That ain't their fault. And in a couple of years, no one will remember that. They'll just remember you won two Super Bowls in the last five years if you're able to close this out. Nobody will remember that. Okay? Nobody will remember that. Tom Brady wrote his defense. Beginning of his career, he did. Okay? Um, two weeks I'll be – Hurts finished the Bears game hurt, and all you could say is that he played 
He played terrible yesterday. He played terrible. I don't care how, hey, dude, I don't care if I see a guy play bad. Look at what, you know what? Here, here's something that I don't get. When I, when I admit that I'm wrong about Redick and saying that he's playing sensational, but then when I say that Hertz is not playing great in the postseason, you can take it for what it's worth. 121 yards passing, 39 yards rushing, and a rushing TD, no turnovers versus, hey, can you put that back up, Tone, CA? Versus the number one defense, so that's that. I guess that doesn't count. It's not elite. No, it was non-factor. Actually, 93 yards passing. Dude, they shut down that offense. So you think 121 yards passing and 39 yards rushing is elite? And carried the offense to the win. And by the way, he had no passing touchdowns. That... And he was 60%, that's right, in a 72 quarterback rating. (laughs) Dude, he didn't have to be special, and he wasn't. Okay? He did not score 31 points. The old line did. He did not do any of that. He had one touchdown, one touchdown run. That's it. Um... Once Philly got up two scores, actually, Yale, I said when Purdy went out, I said, that bad puppy's over. That bad puppy's over. They got no chance. Everything had to play right for San Francisco. They played as hard as they could, as long as they could. And for them to hold the Eagles to 239 yards of total offense, I thought they put a Herculean effort up. I disagree with anybody in Philadelphia who says that they were dominated. 239 yards of total offense is not dominating. It's not dominating. I don't care where you want to make that into some sort of lie. That's a lie. (laughs) That's a lie. 239 yards. Is dominating a team? Really? You had 93 yards passing. Dominating? I don't see it. (laughs) I don't see it. Eagles defense dominated. They did. They did. And by the way, if you notice, I'm, I haven't, right, Tone? I have not said and made an excuse for the Niners and their offense one second for Purdy getting hurt and having to play those. I haven't. The Eagles dictated that with aggressiveness and Reddick. Reddick wrecked the game. He's been the star of Philadelphia for two games. He's been unblockable. Even on his sacks, okay, he has been unblockable. That Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's how I look at it, too. They knocked him out. Okay, the ticket. What am I wrong about? What did you see in the NFC title game that all your polluted sports host and biased Philadelphia sports media people saw that I didn't see? What, what, what did you see dominating where? 
The offense, teams, yeah, turnovers led to it. Short fields. Where? Where? What? They didn't rush for 200 yards. Shit, they didn't even throw the ball for 150 yards. Where's the domination? You were 5 of 15 on third down. You're fourth in the league. They stuffed you. Where? Where did they dominate you? Dude, if I get three turnovers in the, if I get three turnovers midfield or I get it inside the 30 and I only have to go 15 or 20 yards to score, that's not dominating. That's the other team giving it to you or your defense dictating that. That's your defense. That's my comment today. Your defense, they dictated the pressure of the game, not your offense. Your offense, late in the game, they dictated it because they started taking control of the of the tired 49er guys. That's on them. But that's not how that game played. I saw a completely different game than you. Completely different. Completely different. Um, shit, the Niners... Secondary held you to 93 yards passing. <laughs> dominated. You dominated them. <laughs> hey, hey, you dominated. You, 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 you got, hey, you're right. You dominated the 49ers secondary. All things considered, yesterday shows why complimentary football is paramount in the NFL. Yes, Tone. Offense has a bad day. Tone, that is so my point today. Offense has a bad day, Fat. Bad day, defense steps up, vice versa. Fans have to live, live it, even if their quarterback is on the receiving end of criticism. Absolute tone. That was a team win. Completely a team win. Completely. The defense pressured that game. The defense of the Eagles was the offense of that game for Philly. Took the quarterback out. Took the second quarterback out. Let's take a look at the spectacular plays in the game. Reddick, sack, takes Purdy out. They knock out the quarterback. I think it was Sue that knocked out Johnson. They couldn't get anything going. McCaffrey made a spectacular run. He's a spectacular player. That kid's got Hall of Fame talent wrapped around him. Okay, they they dictated the quarterback play. Offense had nothing. They started taking control around, I would say, second half, three minutes, no, about eight minutes and 40 seconds. The middle of that line started taking control. I thought Armstead would play better. Man, Kelsey and Sayamalo and Dickerson, they blocked their ass off in the second half. They won that game. They were one-dimensional. The Eagles were a one-dimensional football team. But to Tone's point, the balance of the football team is what I've been saying since May 10th of last year was going to be the reason you make it to Glendale. And my prediction comes true. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. I was the first person in you talking about the Eagles nationally, locally, what have you, that said that this – Roster was going to get to Glendale. 
if you want, you can go back to Jacob because I posted it. I posted it on Dan Cilio's show too, my Twitter page. Right there, May 10th, 2022. I said, this roster is going to get to Glendale. Wasn't your quarterback. He, he was carried to the Super Bowl. And the reason, I think he's hurt. Okay? I think he's hurt. It's commendable that he's out there playing the way he is. Okay? Boy, I was really shocked that Armstead got blown up like that. He was getting knocked off the football. Okay? So Eagles goes like this. You show me someone else, Eagles, that said that before May 10th. I actually have it documented. Show me before May 10th. So after the draft, you show me one Philadelphia media person that said they were going to the Super Bowl. Show me one. If we win the Super Bowl the way the Seahawks beat Denver and fine with that, yeah. Bro, you can't – like I said, just because you had the least amount of resistance to get to the Super Bowl, that's not your fault. You've taken care of business. I agree, Walter. Walter, I think he's about 70%. I don't – you can't be overthrowing passes and look like that Prior to what you were doing in the season, he was getting better every week throwing the ball. Every week he was getting better. Every week he was getting better. Every week he was getting better throwing the ball. Now he's regressed. And I think it's only because he's hurt. Not because he's a lesser player. Okay? Not because he's a lesser player. But I think it's because, once again, I think he's injured. Um. 100% he was a non-factor. Tone, some people see it. Uh, let's see here. Barrett said it before May 10th. Show me. I know I was the first on Jacob to say it. I got it documented. May 10th. All you got to do is Google it. May 10th, 2022. You show me somebody before that. And you could post it over on my Twitter page if it's before May 10th. Yeah, okay, well, prove it to me. Prove it. What tape said he was a factor? Jalen Hurts was terrible in that game. Now... Five, five, seven, three. Hit, hit, that's his smarts. Yeah, dual threats hurt. Now we're spontaneous. All right, let me go over here. How do you guys feel about playing against Andy Reid? How do you feel about it? How do you feel about playing against Andy Reid? Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, Charles goes like this. Sills, did the Eagles do anything right? Oh, you must be late because I said this. They were spectacular on defense. 
I think their coaching staff was absolutely patient. Um, I think their offensive line and their lines took over in the second half of the game. And it was a total team win. By the way, I'd like to see more out of special teams. Jesus criminy. You know that guy? What's his name? What's the guy that gets that has the punt returns for the Eagles? What's his name? What's that guy's name? You know what it's like watching him do? It's like watching a guy with a fungo bat hit high poppers to him. Kobe, he's dude, do something for them. Give them a little bit better field position. The Eagles have everything except that. Dude, stop catching those fair catches. Make a freaking play. Okay? Dan Dan said would never win us. That's yet to be seen, Eagle. I picked you to get there. Dude, that guy, I mean, put, I I, I suggested it earlier in the year. Put, um, put Devontae Smith's ass back there. Do something. Get a playmaker back there. Put Zach Pascal back there. Get somebody else. Watching a guy have fair catches the entire game. How many times did the Eagles also have to start on the eight-yard line? Almost cost you a safety. Jesus, criminy. Dude, the rule has always been if you're on the five-yard line or you're on the 10 less, you let the ball hit and go in the end zone. You don't catch it on the eight. What idiot catches it on the eight-yard line? The chances of that ball going in the end zone is 90%. This, how many times do you think that guy caught the ball inside the 10? Three? Almost, like I said, it almost cost you a safety. The rule is always special teams. Dude, if you're standing there on the 10, the ball is looking like it could land inside the 10-yard line, you take the chance at rolling in the end zone. What's the difference between the three-yard line and the four-yard line? Dude, that guy was terrible. They need to eradicate that. Get something going in there, man. That's bad. Dude, I get he made the – I mean, but how many times do you think he put his offense in a shitty position catching that ball inside the 10-yard line? Four? The Eagles started in bad field position, and the only way they got the ball in good field position was the turnovers. Wasn't anything he did. Special teams was terrible. Dude, they were terrible. Fair catch, fair catch, eight-yard line, seven-yard line. Let the freaking thing bounce in the end zone. Take your chances there. Oh, man. Okay. Just, I mean, there's so many good players. Watch this. Why don't you put Boston Scott back there? Why don't you put Gainwell Make Gainwell into Brian Mitchell or a a Darren Sproles. Turn him in, turn one of them dudes into a Darren Sproles. I think Kenneth Gainwell may have a chance of being someone like a Darren Sproles. He's not big like that, but he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He 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 looks like he's got versatility. Dude, make that guy into that. Turn him into Brian Mitchell. I, I, I agree, Mercy. He's not. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm talking like that player. I'm not saying turn into Darren Sproles. I mean, 
okay, I'm not I'm not saying he's Darren Sproles. I'm saying like that. You know what I mean? Do you think they're testing Gainwell for next year? I think they are. I, I that's a great. Hey, Marky, I think that's a great observation. I've been impressed with him as late. Oh, absolutely. He he's been an offensive factor. I think he might be moving shifty and elusive uh, than Miles. You know, you know, you know who he kind of reminds me of a little bit. McCaffrey, the way he moves. Could he be a Christian McCaffrey? Like, not saying he is, but like, catch the ball. Because he made some passes. He's caught passes, too. I see him. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to like him more. I like, I'm starting to like him more. This kid game well. And plus, he runs tough. You know? Yeah, 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 Yale. You can finally see what they saw with him at Memphis. I talked to um, the FSU head coach about him. He thinks he could be like a Brian Mitchell. They just need to give him reps. He thinks he could be that guy. You know, Norvell? Norvell says that if you give this guy more reps, he could be somebody that, but this guy, Covey, or, dude, Jesus, criminy, catching the football inside the 10-yard line. When coverage is not there yet, let the ball hit the ground. Let it go in the end zone. How about this? If one of them is on the, say one of them pops up, lands on the three. Okay. I'll tell you, the other four, I'll take the chances that goes in the end zone. So three of the four would have started you at the 20 inside instead of the 10 or the eight or the four. Play, you're playing averages here. That guy's a wasted roster spot for sure, man. Dude, fair ca- any one of you in here with any kind of athleticism could do what he did. Let me just catch the ball. Oh, seriously, it was like watching a guy hit a fungo bat and you taking high poppers when you were in Little League. I mean, they must have had no return yardage. Terrible. Um, will that be a factor in the Super Bowl? I don't think so. You know... Let me let, let me let me go over to the matchup a little bit. We haven't talked a lot about that. Oh, by the way, the AFC Championship game. Mahomes was special. 29 to 43, 326 yards, two touchdowns on a bum wheel. 23-20. They end up beating the Chiefs. What an absolutely ridiculous play at the end of that game. Cost them an opportunity to get into overtime with that knocking of the quarterback clearly out of bounds. Joe Burrow was 26 of 41, 270. Uh, one touchdown, two picks. I thought Burrow played well in that game. I thought he played and had some really great plays. A couple times he threw in the double coverage. I'll tell you this about T. Higgins. Man, I'll tell you what. T. Higgins. Man, he's bigger than you think. Uh, man, I'd love to have him on my team. That dude is a beast. He's undefensible at times. Um. <laughs> Look at 215, 29 of 43 is not special, but 93 yards is. Okay. <laughs> Mahomes is not on the Chiefs. They don't win. Okay. Jalen Hurts had no had no impact in that game, except for the stuff he did with Fred, keeping him at bay. Statistically, he was a non-factor. He was a non-factor. Couple third down runs in the second half. Mahomes was special. He's a special player. 
and on the bum wheel. I want to I want I want to address I want to address something though. One more time on that whole thing with um, Eric Bieniemy. You know, and I, and I hear D Gun and I hear everyone talking about how he deserves an opportunity. I'm gonna tell you what owners see with Bieniemy. Patrick Mahomes has very little communication during the game with him. Almost to none. He doesn't talk to him. He has no impact except for this. He calls the play into the quarterback's ear. That's it. Andy calls the plays. It's Andy's show. And he goes over to him all the time to talk to Andy. Eric Bieniemy has no say. Now, he may have some say in the actual game plan being put together, but owners see that. Owners know he has no factor in Patrick Mahomes' development. He has no factor in the game plan. A sum. But other than that, he's a dude. That's why he's not getting a job. Dude, he interviews poorly. Kevin, are you under some sort of impression Bill Belichick looks like he knocks things out of the ballpark? Don't you remember what Art Modell told uh, Bob Kraft, dude, if you hire this guy, it'll be the biggest mistake of your life. He is the most boring guy. He's horrible at press conferences, and he's terrible to sit around the table with and try to talk to. He's terrible. I mean, I don't know how we hired him. So, I mean, Belichick was a terrible interview, but Kraft saw something different. And that's why that whole thing with the Jets went sideways. But Art Modell told him, he goes, this guy's terrible. Okay? He was terrible. Um, so, I mean, Biennemi, it's an Andy Reid show. I wrote some coaches down. Andy Reid passes Tom Landry. For 21 postseason wins. Brian goes, Dan, who is more injured, Patrick Mahomes or Hurts? Brian, you see, here's the difference in dual threat. When you take the shoulder injury, look at the factor. Mahomes still can throw for 326 because it's a foot injury. Jalen Hurts with a shoulder injury, he threw for 93 yards. The offensive passing game was completely shut down. You have 2,000-yard wide receivers, and you didn't use them in the game at all? That's not part of your offense? Think about that. Think about that for a second. You have two 1,000-yard wide receivers, and you didn't use them at all in the game. You had a 700-yard tight end. You didn't use them in the game. I mean... What offense do you know of? That'd be like Joe Burrow only going to Joe Mixon and not using Higgins and Jamar Chase and his tight end. That would be the equivalent. It'd be, it'd be like Mahomes not going to Travis Kelsey and throwing to Pacheco. Who does that? So your 2,000-yard wide receivers, you could have left them at home. 
could have left him at home. D goes, D says the obvious, didn't need him. Exactly. That's why he didn't have to put up any kind of offensive numbers, and he didn't. He didn't dominate anybody. The defense did. It's a team win, not an offensive win. They were non-factors. The offensive line, again, like I said. Where do you, where do you think Andy Reid ranks in NFL history as a coach? I think this is going to be one of the most interesting Super Bowls I've ever seen. This is going to be one of the most interesting. I wrote down five coaches that I think are the five best coaches in NFL history. And you tell me if you agree with them. I got Belichick one because the resume, you cannot deny it. Most postseason wins. Most Super Bowls by a coach, um, plus his coordinator Super Bowls. Parcells never won a Super Bowl without him. Um, Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells will say this guy is a spectacular coach. I mean, Belichick has to be in that conversation. Number two, I got Lombardi here. Lombardi took a team in 1959 that had nine feature Hall of Famers on it. The year before, they won one game. And they would go on a run in nine years of five titles in nine years. And the only team to win three straight championships in a row. Two Super Bowls, two. First two. Um, they kind of play a lot of Eagle football. Good tight end, power sweep. Lights out on defense. Situationally, they were awesome. Um, Hall of Famers littered all over that football team, including the coaching staff. I got Chuck Noll at number three. Can you look at the Hall of Famers he drafted? Green, Blunt, Webster, Bradshaw, Harris. He drafted all these guys. Ham. Lambert, even the great players on the team, Swan, Stallworth, he drafted all these dudes. He did. And they won four titles in six years. He coached them and drafted them. In one year, I think they had three, they had three Hall of Famers. I think it was Green. No, it was Lambert, Ham, and Blunt. Dude. Number four, I got Don Shula. You know why I put Shula on this list? I put Shula on this list because Don was the only coach that I saw in my time that went from a predominant running coach. Remember something, Don Shula's greatest years were not with Dan Marino. They were with Bob Greasy. He won three straight Super Bowls, or excuse me, three straight AFC championships, two Super Bowls, and one of those teams was unbeaten. In the era of the Steelers, the Cowboys, I mean, and the Raiders. I mean, that football team had Hall of Famers everywhere, too. And Shula, then he adapts his game to Dan Marino, throwing the ball all over the yard. He was a guy that was able to stay in the game because he adapted. And 
I mean, you went from running the ball with Zonka to throwing the ball with Marino. Can you be any more different? But he evolved. I got to tell you, man, am I wrong to put Andy Reid here at five? Am I wrong to put him at five? I'm trying to, I mean, you could probably make the call for Hallis, uh, Landry. Um, I, I got read five. No, I wouldn't put Pete Carroll ahead of Reed. Now, Reed, now, so would go Sills. Wait a minute. You know, Andy Reed's got one Super Bowl. Can Andy Reed really be number five? If you say he loses a Super Bowl to the Eagles and he's one and three in Super Bowls. Right? He's got one. Landry's got two in 29 years. Reed's a Hall of Fame coach. What he did in Philly and what he did in um and what he did in um Kansas City. Ten years. They've had one season under 10 wins. Come on, man. I gotta take a timeout. Guys, you've been great. I know some of you disagree, but that's a great thing about sports talk. Hit the like button, keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town.
Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game. Now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Joe Michael says, hey, Dan, would you still take Mahomes over Jalen? Or pass rush will get at least five to six sacks, plus he won't be able to throw on Slay or Bradbury. Michael, this is the conversation I had last week with you. Would you rather take a full roster and not pay $50 million? Watch this. The Eagles are a better football team than Kansas City. Is that it? I mean, is that really mind numbing? Wait a minute. Is that the earth shattering news here? They got a better bunch of talent than them, but that'll change when you pay your quarterback. Half that team will be different. Caps only going up 16 million. All you guys thought it was going up like 50 or 60 million, whatever. And I'm here to tell you that ain't how it works, guy. I mean, it's going up $16 million. You don't have enough to pay these guys. You got to make tough cuts or, and like I said, the reason you're able to have a better roster than Kansas city is because you're not paying your guy. That'll change. By the way, it'll change in Cincinnati. You think you're going to be able to keep T Higgins and Jamar chase and Mixon in the same backfield. No way. He's on a rookie contract too. He's on a rookie deal. Dude, Kansas city is in the Super Bowl because of Patrick Mahomes. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl because of Howie Roseman and the quarterback not making a lot of money and him playing well this year. Well, not in the postseason, but he's played well. Okay? Dude, that hey, Cincinnati will be different. And, and for the record, Stephon Diggs, you want to make – here – you want to hear, hey, yeah, you want to hear a prediction? Stefan Diggs will not be on the Bills next year. They'll trade him. How much you want to bet? And they'll draft a wideout in the draft. You know why? Josh Allen's contract kicks in, and that guy's making $25.5 million. He will not be a Bill. They'll trade, they'll trade Stefan Diggs. They'll trade him. It's the economics of the game. The league, you know what sucks? The league makes it this way. Like when you get good, they, you see, here's the deal, guys. The league doesn't want you good for long. Brady effed it all up. Brady effed it all up. I'll take less. Okay, as long as you pay my other guys, I'll take less. Brady was never the highest paid ball player in the NFL, ever. He did that for a reason. So they could pay the O-line and guys on defense. You notice when Stephon Gilmore's contract came up, they, they shipped him to Carolina. Or when Revis's contract came up, they shipped him to New York. They got draft picks. They were not going to upset their salary cap. They wanted a team. That's the key to this. Howie has a better team. Okay? 
salary crap. That's the best definition of it, man, I've ever heard. Okay, that's the best. That's why you can go worse to first. Mercy ain't, mercy, you get it. They want you. You ever notice how many, like, look at the teams that are in the postseason this year that have been trash. The Bengals, they got lucky with Burrow. The Jags, um, the Giants. I mean, how, how good have the Giants been the last 10 years? Okay? As long as you're not paying your quarterback. Look, that's why this. Arizona's dead. Arizona's dead. They're never going to be good. They're shipping DeAndre Hopkins. Why would you pay $46 million point one dollars for a quarterback and then ship one of the best third down wide receivers out of town? Man, if I'm Buffalo, I go after him because he's not going to command at 30 years old $25 million. I'd bring him in for 10 to $12 million. I put Hopkins up in Buffalo. I'll take Hopkins, healthy Hopkins. I would take DeAndre Hopkins over Stefan Diggs any day. Any day. He's more physical. Okay, that's right. When they started, hey, when they gave Deshaun Watson the money, who'd they move out of town? They moved um, They moved Hopkins out to, to Arizona. Totally stupid. That, But that's, watch this. They, they, Tyreek Hill wanted money in Kansas City. Andy Reid goes, we can't afford you. Sorry. That's why Andy Reid's got dudes. Hey, I never heard of half them guys that were catching footballs in that AFC title game. Okay? Hopkins not playing in the cold. That is a factor. That's right. That's you're 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 right, Tommy. That's right. That's the order. It was Jets, then Patriots, Bucks. Then I think he went back to the Patriots, and then he went somewhere else. That's right. Jets, Patriots, got hurt, Bucks. Patriots again? It was something like that. That's right. Thank you, Brian. Brian, you're the better team in soup in the Super Bowl. Okay, you're the better. Bradbury's 29. Slay's 32. Um, and I I I think CJ's 26. I thought he was 27, Alex. Okay, I thought he was tw- I thought he was twenty seven. He's twenty nine. Give me digs over AJ. No way. I'll take AJ in his whining. I'm good with AJ. AJ AJ's a good ball player, man. Put up a career year. Plus Jalen likes him. Why would I upset that? Well, we'll see what happens when they start paying Jalen if he's on the team. That's why they're hoping for Devontae to keep developing. Personally, I think they need another wide receiver on the team so they can get rid of A.J. eventually. Because when you pay that quarterback, you will not have a $25 million wide receiver on the team. You will not. I mean, look at the league, how it's acted. Devontae Adams off the, the, the Packers.
Um, I and, and again, I want to make this very clear. Jalen Hurts is hurt, I believe. And I'm going to go down what D. Gunn thinks. I think he's more hurt than people think. And it's commendable. I think I, I think he's hurt. Because you can't look that bad in an NFC title game and not be hurt. Okay? He was better in the Giant game, but these two weeks are going to be perfect for him. Um, Seals in the offseason. Can you get a doctor? Uh, oh, yeah, we'll do that. So Maurice thinks that Clutch Sports is going to pay AJ. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure the union will like to have a conversation with you. Um, yeah, so great team win. And this is a real testament to the organization. Second Super Bowl in five years, completely different team, different quarterback. Owner has been excellent. Jeffrey Lurie is an excellent owner. He is an excellent owner. Excellent. Not good. He's excellent. His hires dictate that. Even Chip, as shitty as he was, had a winning record in Philly. It's a testament to how they do business. Quick to make decisions, quick to get off bad ones. And it's why they're going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great two weeks because Andy, Kelsey, so many things are wrapped around this game. Xander, awesome stuff. Thank you. Tone, you are spectacular and all of you. Thank you very much. Till tomorrow, three to six. It's on the Glendale and in the Super Bowl to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. What a fabulous time. What a fabulous time. Till tomorrow, we'll see you on the flip side. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.